0: Hot Tub Beers is meant for entertainment purposes with a side of beer education. Each episode may contain offensive and off-color humor. Our intended audience is people 21 years of older who love beer and laughter. Welcome back to Hot Tub Beers. We, 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 we just got started. We have, we've already set a record. Okay? This, is, this is the most man in the back of the, the, the truck. Ever so welcome Shane, New Magnolia Brewing. We got Jake Dorn, Thistle Draft Shop. Thistle Draft Shop. We got Boris,
1: No Label Brewing Company.
0: We got Andreas. I'm with Astro, and I'm still Tim. And so here we are in the back of the bed, in the back of the pickup truck at New Magnolia Brewing. Shane, kind of tell us who you are, what role you play here, and tell us a little bit about New Magnolia Brewing.
2: Yeah, sure. Uh,
3: Shane Robinson, co-founder of New Magnolia Brewing Company. Uh we started up November of 2019. Um in my role I'm kind of like front of house and everything market facing. So I'm responsible for the tap room, all the branding, logo, design work, distribution, sales, sales team, the tap room team, kind of everything that's front of house. Um my business partner who's my father-in-law, uh, is John and he's a retired chemical engineer and he's the head brewer. And he's responsible for all of our brewing activities.
4: Now, I do got a question, though, before we go too far. Now, being the front of house guy and being the, the marketing guy, does your job duties require you to get in a hot tub full of, of hairy dudes to talk about beer? A very small I'm not hot very tub. Hairy. Yeah, you know, I know. Mean, I got the most hair. <laughs> I could not even lay down in this bed of this truck. Like This is not a big bed of a truck. Well, is that you part
3: know, of your job You, know, you, you got you to take one for the team every <laughs> once
5: in a while, right?
0: I So uh, I, uh, I was going to assume you said this was the highlight of your front of the house. Well, career.
3: no, I mean, it's so, this is definitely. Definitely the most interesting thing I've done today. <laughs> <laughs> today awesome. or today?
4: Uh, well, y- you decide. <laughs> <laughs> I say like, we we could hit some historicals to dates.
2: <laughs> well, a so, lot of people get excited for six inches. I'm excited you'll have a six foot uh,
0: bed. So this we can't like four and a yeah. half. <laughs> is that even six? But four no, 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 four and a half, six. I mean, who cares? Some people man, still
2: know? get excited about four and a half. Yeah, thank
0: you. Thank you, Andres. Uh, I appreciate it. Tim, you. I'm with you. Yes, you're a welcome addition it's, to hot tub, sir. It's not the motion of the ocean, it's the damage of the
4: slamage. We all know this. <laughs> oh, this this
0: motion, this ocean was motioning down 45. Um <laughs> people giving me weird looks. Because I filled it up just enough to like so it doesn't blow away. Water splashing the windshield. If I'm slamming the brakes too hard, the person behind <laughs> me is <laughs> it. It's been a lot of fun. So, here we are. So, tell us about the name, New Magnolia Brewing.
3: Yeah, sure. Um, we're an homage brewery to the original Magnolia Brewing Company that existed from 1895 to 1935 downtown Houston on the Buffalo Bayou. Uh, in its heyday, it was one of the largest, I think it was the third or fourth largest brewery in North America by volume. Right? Oh. They were doing like 200,000 barrels a year
2: wow, really? back then.
3: right? Wow. And the reason why they were able to brew that much beer is because Hugh Hamilton, the guy who started the brewery, he also, also um, was a, a boiler maker who perfected ice manufacturing. And so he was able to buy a defunct ice company, downtown uh, Houston, turn it around, and he was producing more ice than anybody else. So he was making more money than anybody else. And then he realized, hey, I can lager beer all year round. Because that's all they made was Floggered
4: beers back that's then. That's beautiful. That's
0: cool.
3: Yeah, and so when we were looking for the name, we were like, who are we going to be? What do we want to be? I was like, we got to be Houston first. No questions asked. Uh, I want it to be something that's from our neighborhood or our backyard, like something that we can all relate to. The historical aspect was there, so we started doing the research, and it really just kind of uncovered this incredible beer history that Houston itself has that's really not even talked about. I mean, um, there's a couple guys out there that have like shed light on it in the past. Um, Ronnie Crocker, he, he, he has written books about it and um, is uh, kind of shed some light on who was involved. I mean, a lot of people don't even realize, like, um, Howard Hughes owned Gulf Brewing. And that oh, used wow. to be over in Edo. And uh, so there's that history, too. And that's what he used as, as, as his source of income when the wartime efforts were going on. And all of his equipment and machinery and efforts uh, were given to the government. Because they basically like sub you know, they basically like contracted him to do that. There was no money to be made, but it was like, hey, we can keep you alive and keep things going.
0: There you
1: go. So
3: there's just stuff like that that people don't realize. During exists. prohibition,
1: is that what you're talking
3: about? Uh war? Actually, during after prohibition. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so there's this really rich history, and a lot of it was built on the backs of Eastern Europeans with okay. the Ship Channel, the. Um, the railroads, all the agriculture. I mean, we got, had a lot of corn, rice, and sugar in Houston that was done during those periods of time. That's why we have like rice military and sugar land. And so those are the main agricultural components of Houston. But it was Eastern Europeans who really did all that work. And their beer influences are sprinkled out all over the state of Texas, like Pflugerville. And you get German down here in Houston. I mean, you got all these little pockets and all these Czech lodges that exist everywhere. So it was that was like what our driving force was. We're like, let's, let's beat historical, let's be Texas first, let's be Houston first. Let's bring back the glory that was once here and tell the story again. And so we feel like we're now um, tasked with telling the story through our, through our lens and kind of bringing back some of the past. And that's why we, we like doing Lager Beers because that's a nod to the history of it. Oh yeah. Um, we have a really cool announcement that I could be making for the first time publicly with you guys.
0: That's we do a lot of firsts here on Hot yeah. Tub Beers. You'll get to know that. Yeah,
4: yeah. First time five guys were in such a small space and water and yeah. correct
0: outfits. Yeah. That's our first first of the <laughs> five day. Guys, oh! Five guys, one tub. Five guys, one tub. That is, that is it, The voice in the background is our marketing director. Uh, Her name Mariah. is not Nancy. Her name is not Nancy. Uh, I can... thought
2: that I was what I was here for. I came to apply. You came to apply as Nancy? Yeah. Are you willing to
4: legally change your name to Nancy?
2: If that makes me an American? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. And you have to Google any-, any Do I gotta
2: check anybody else's so... last name as well? No. No, 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 no.
0: no. First is Zoe. Yeah, we're just gonna leave you as Nancy. Nancy
2: Castillo.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's got a ring to just it. Just rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> so,
4: are you- familiar with Nordic Brewing at all <laughs> oh my god
0: so we're gonna skip Nordic Brewing for just a moment well, I, I, I have a quick question so the in in because I, I love this history that you're bringing back so in in developing this did you run into any of the original family that owned the original Magnolia Brewing and kind of like that because I, I don't know that fascinates me
3: well so yeah I mean that's kind of the the, the punchline of the what the statement I just made a minute ago no. we um I was I was coming back from way north of Conroe a few months back, picking up our puppy dog, our COVID puppy dog that we got. Um, (laughs) Terrible idea. But uh, (laughs) I stopped at B52 for a beer collector's event and I'm Mm -hmm. hanging out and then everybody's like, hey Shane, you need to meet this guy, Philip Bronier. Philip Bronier, grandson of uh, Franz Bronier, who was the head brewer for the original Magnolia Brewing Company back then. That's awesome. So we got talking.
5: That is We got
3: talking and I said, hey, look, you know, I would love, because we're a historical brewery an homage brewery to your, your grandfather's brewery that you were that he was a part of, and this guy was a world-class brewer in his day, and they that brewery won number one beer in 1913 in the world.
5: Oh, and that's shit. what
3: Grand Prize is. That's that Grand Prize beer. That's okay. what they renamed it. So it was Southern Select, and then they renamed it Grand Prize. There's some other history there, but we don't want to get into that. So we got talking with him, and I said, hey, you know what, if we could strike up a deal where we could re- resurrect the past for the present, would you be interested? And he said, yeah. He goes, oh, by the way, I got all my grandfather's recipes.
5: Wow. No shit. Oh, yep. that is
1: awesome. In wow.
3: totality, meaning all the fermentation schedules, everything, all the grain, schedules, everything, yeah. the whole nine yards, everything that went into it, That's start amazing. to finish. He goes, the only problem is, is I can't translate. It's all in French. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, well, hold on. I go, my father-in-law is fluent in French has no problem translating. Your head brewer. Oh, je peux penser,
0: oui, oui. <laughs> Look at Nancy. You're a badass already, Nancy. Si. <laughs> Nancy. <me plait>. Si. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and so uh, we uh, we have a deal in place, and so we're working towards uh, getting some of these uh, recipes under production.
1: Get that grand prize beer back out on the market.
3: We'll see. I mean, he's got it. Wow. We're gonna see what it looks like. You know, when we had first Fantastic. glance uh, at the uh, at the recipes during our initial meeting um it was really it was really kind of cool because some of the stuff that we did with uh this height slate lager which i just cracked open yeah. is not too dissimilar from some of the lagered beers that they were using or making back then okay oh, uh so awesome. we um
1: so looking at back at uh, uh, some of the recipes are they doing uh, de- decoction mash mashes for their pilsners and things like that or are they we, doing we haven't gotten
3: into that level of it yet okay uh we didn't so we didn't get to see the stepwise process that they're following we were just kind of glancing at the grain bill and the hops and the yeast and stuff that they're using you know obviously yeast that's that's a whole different ball of wax from that period of time right Um, cheers
5: so
0: thank you for starting out with a light lager Mm because you're saying that this is what Magnolia Brewing in Houston originally was this is what they were producing year round, right? And well, I mean,
3: they were lagger yeah. They were doing they were lagering, so that was just the way of the world back then. Yes, you know, um, and everything that they were making was in a lagered style um, fashion. So, part of what we wanted to lean heavy into is into the light lager or the lager category, and and we have, and we got the we've got two horizontal lagering tanks, uh, fifteen barrel that we just recently put in. Um, and we're producing beer out of that, um, our Heights Light Lager first year out, uh, won bronze at the U.S. Open. So
4: oh,
0: that, that's pretty badass, dude. That's a so great one to start off with, right? Yeah. We're, uh, yeah. We're setting the bar pretty high at the beginning of the episode. So on the nose, tell me a little bit about the malt bill, because on the nose, there's a little bit of sweetness, almost like kind of corn sweetness on the, on the, on the beginning of that. Is, is Am I nuts? Or you tell me a little bit what's in the malt?
3: Well, I don't want to give all the secrets away, but... Oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> I'm nuts.
3: But yeah, no, you—that's that, right. You are picking up on uh, some of that quality there. Uh, it's German Pilsner malt, you know, uh, classic style. Um, and then we do—I can't tell you everything, but yeah, you
5: know—that's
3: uh, yeah. You're picking up on that. It's not overly sweet. I mean, that's the problem with some of these light lagers is you get—they get really like corn chip or tortilla esque. Yes. Yeah, uh, I think we found the right balance um, in our grain bill with this particular beer.
0: It, and I would agree with you too, like the, the corn sweetness on the nose doesn't necessarily translate in a taste when it puts it in your mouth, right. so the, the, the hop backbone kind of kind of overpowers that sweetness. There's a really nice balance there. Yeah. The, the nose brings you in and the taste keeps you coming back. <laughs> yeah. And you at, just got to get it in Tim's mouth, that's all
3: it that matters. Uh... <laughs> uh, at 4%, you're not going to get hammered either, and uh, we're sporting a whole nine IBUs on this beer.
4: Yeah, it's fantastic. fantastic, it is
0: fantastic beer. And it,
3: and it really has become a uh, staple of our lineup. I mean, you know, we named it after the Heights, um, Heights Light Lager. Um, that's the uh, Heights Theater Monarch that they have out front, which is another historical aspect mm. of the Heights. Uh, so this is, you know, just a simple, easy going label for us. You know, all things, you know, all respect. Um, but the beer itself, I mean, just, It's just, it's a patio pounder, man. You know, it's like a great replacement for people who come in and they're like, I don't drink craft beer. uh, So what do you got that's light? (laughs) See, that's that's the thing about
2: your label too. Like it kind of goes with your beers. It's not like overly pretentious, but wait until you have it and you're not going to, never going to leave because I'm here what? Every once week.
5: a week. <laughs> 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 yeah. no, Regulars, you know, alcoholics,
2: it's the same No, I, like. I just really love whatever they do here. Whatever they're yeah. doing in the bag, it's, it's fantastic.
3: Yeah. You know, we, uh, with the labels, you're right. I mean, it's, it's, uh, this one was all about simplicity because of the style of beer that it was. And it's one of those beers where, let's face it, you know, you guys are drinking it, you look at it, it's either right or it's wrong. Yes. You know, and um, we landed on just the right balance in this particular beer.
0: And that's something we've talked about a lot on the on the podcast is about smaller breweries producing lagers and the amount of time that it takes in the tanks, the amount of time that you're gonna to have to devote to it, especially with a small capacity brewer, right? You, you know, how much of a risk is that to come into this as a young brewery and say, I'm gonna devote a lot of this tank to lagering because that's the brewery we're paying homage to?
3: It's a it's a huge risk because it, you know, your financial month to month gets stretched over six weeks or eight weeks, you know, so it could take eight, you know, eight to ten weeks to fully realize the the total cost of the beer, through through our sales revenue. Yes. And um, you know, we just decided that it was it was better to be true to the craft and the style and the story and everything else, and not worry about the money because the money will come. You know, the money's going to come, and, and that's not our goal. Our goal is to produce high quality product for for everybody and to um, commit to it. You know and It's hard, you know. We we, it's like we need to turn that tank, and now we're like, well, we need two more fermenters because we've always got lagered beer on, you know, Mm. in production. And so it's a it also it's a balancing act too, you know. And it's hard to commit to it because a lot of guys just want to make that ale so they can make that money. Yes. And they can just like keep rolling through IPAs and and I think it's also important that we were able to show our depth of you know brewing capabilities. You know, and, and we spend a lot of time on our water. I mean, our water profiles are rebuilt um, from start, from scratch, every time we brew. You know, we rip all of our, we rip this crappy Houston water down to the basics.
1: Like a Burton Burton water? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: We, we strip it down and start over. And John is a chemical engineer. It's yeah. like, this is just this is just, it's just the chemistry set for him. Right. Yeah, it's so he's easy, easy, that's, easy, that's easy fun, to do it. it? Yeah.
0: That's pretty cool. How is it working with your father-in-law? We're, we have our moments. We have our
3: moments. I mean, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a driver, you know, and I'm. I feel like we're just on a bowling alley that's got bumpers, and we're just bouncing up the walls until we knock some pins down, and then the next frame starts. Yep. And that's how we're doing it. And John's, John's approach as a chemical engineer is to eliminate all possible wrong answers. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so sometimes I'm already down there going, Come on, come on, come, here, come me, come I'm. We're fine. We got, we got this and he gets there but you know he's retired so he goes at his own pace
0: that's awesome man and that's kind of cool man we've seen a lot of these that are family breweries getting started jake's in a family business there in thistle and so you you have these bumps in the rows but you you see when the synergy works it can be really successful and it's a lot of fun to watch and it's a lot of fun to hear other people's stories as well guys so thoughts on the heights light lager are we going straight to ratings? I will. We haven't really talked too much about the flavor and tasting or any of that yet. You know
4: what? It's it's simple. It's fantastic. I mean, simple in a good way, not simple in a bad way. It's it's straightforward. It, it, you, you're drinking beer, and I think that's kind of the big thing that that matters. When you drink this, you're like, that's just good beer. You're not you're not overly involved in like, oh, that's nutty. Oh, that's you know, vanilla. No, this is just good straight beer. Is that everybody else, is. oh
1: yeah, please.
0: No, I completely agree with you. Thank There's you. nothing it is clean pure and simple And we've talked about this before like with with lagers pilsners. there's not much room to hide in these beers and very delicate yeah it, there there does not seem to
1: be flaws that are you know how do you deal with uh the ambient temperature being so high during the summer doing loggers <laughs>
3: we actually oversized our uh glycol chilling system oh okay yeah so i mean if you were to take a look at our um our brew house so we have a we have a two-head um, or, or two, two cooling unit system that oscillates between the um, the, the, the cooling zones, and then it's uh, our trunk lines are four inches, both our supply and our return line, and then we have an inch and a half supply to each tank. So we're able to keep our temperatures on the tanks at between 28 and 31 degrees. An
1: inch and
5: a
3: half. That's nice. big. Yeah. So it. it it, really going in? And then,
4: and then. <laughs> I'm telling you, Tim. Nice. Tim got a little self worth out of that one. <laughs> we started
5: at uh, six. I
0: mean, that's, I, mean that's. I just got a confidence boost. So that's good. All right, go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry.
4: And then
3: well, it'll it'll uh, reduce down going in and out of the tank. But the idea is to move as much fluid in and out as you possibly can in order to keep your temperatures where they need to be. You know, I, I always marvel when I walk around, go around town, or go to other breweries, and I look at how they like did it themselves, but they're using PVC for the supply, mm-hmm. and you're supposed to use CPVC, which is a, uh, a temperature rated. And so we 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 knew that because of the, the heat in Houston and the fact that we're an open warehouse, we we had to go big, and so we we got a C and D chiller, we we got a big oversized one, and we we planned on it. So that's nice. That's how we're fighting it. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are days when it's like a rainforest in there <laughs> because all the humidity is okay. coming off and everything. Yeah,
4: and then the chiller dump does the chiller dump inside or outside? Uh, outside. Like, outside. Okay. We yeah. say because when you have the chillers dump inside, it's the worst. The worst. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Going forward, never put that inside.
3: Yeah. So we're and, and I'm we're running a fifteen barrel uh, steam supplied uh, brew house four vessel system. So we got the mash, the lauter, the boil, and the whirlpool separated, so that we could do all the styles of beer that we wanted to do, and then we could do back-to-back brews um, to make without it. Worrying, yeah. yeah, without wearing ourselves or the system out. And so that, that's that's been very helpful. Like you know, we did a 15-barrel October Octoberfest yesterday, and then we did the other 15 nice. today, and then we got, so I'll we'll have a combined 30 barrels ready in September, and that's all lagered out, obviously.
0: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So. I tell you what, let's let's go and let's start. We, we tend to get judgmental on this podcast, um, so we're we're gonna rate your beer on uh, what we're pushing to be the industry standard of uh, zero to four. Okay, okay. Um, we decimals are infinite, so the, the, the rating is, is is arbitrary, but but not at the same time because we 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 assume we're smarter than everybody else. This is the uh, this is the hot tub collective um as it's otherwise known and so i'm gonna go ahead and get started and and, and i'll jump on the jump on the boat here um i, I really enjoy this beer this is this is like I, I love the nose i love the sweetness that pulls me in on the nose but when when i'm tasting it the the hop profile is really really balanced with whatever with the malt that, that's in there it, it's light it's clean it's crushable i'm not going to be weighed down by this at all you know sometimes i'm, I'm pulling a lager that may be kind of slightly over carbonated I'm gonna blow it up on it not this one this one seems nice smooth I'm gonna go 3892 okay yeah 3892 is where I'm gonna sit on this one so uh, this is something I'm definitely gonna come back to yeah I'm gonna ride my bike down Oak Bayou drop off at Magnolia Brewing to drink the heights like lager
4: yeah I'll follow up Uh, 3.875 I think it's a fantastic brew I really do. It's it's crystal clear in regards. I mean, let's say crystal clear. It is not clear beer. Uh, it, it's just got a beautiful clarity, uh, super light body, super crushable, just the right amount of carbonation. Um, ten ten would drink again, but I'm giving it three point eight seven five.
1: Yeah, I'll go three point seven five two. Oh, just like to go a little a, bit higher. Like so, yeah, just a tad bit higher. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> no i i i really like the beer i love lagers anyway but i like the the delicate flavors that you're getting out of this lager you're getting some breadiness, some uh some hop forwardness as well but um very balanced for four percent and uh and the price point at, at the B's is on point too so eight eight dollar four pack i think it's a yeah, no brain. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. yeah, that is still nice. Yeah, yeah. For no, y'all we, for we, producing yeah.
3: Lager. we 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 affordable lager. We knew we were gonna. It was workable, so we we wanted to pass the savings on.
0: Hell
5: yeah,
0: <laughs> Andres. Ah oh, man, I hate doing this thing It doesn't matter. I mad have to see period. him every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. not your eight, four points.
5: Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, just because I'm here often means that I love this beer. Just because I'm here often is because I love this beer um not particularly this one i usually go for a little bit more abv like a little bit more body but this is a perfect beer to eat with you know big 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 steak or something or spaghetti even you can mix it with whatever and it'll it won't will overfill you and it'll satisfy your all your needs oh, yeah. oh look at that you're getting a
0: little intimate with 3.62257 <laughs> 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 I like the decimals the there. Do you have a question, Jake? No, I, I changed my mind. So, Mariah, did you get to sample
6: some? I did. I got some.
0: Okay, so yeah. as the as the professional oh, marketing sorry, manager no, like for, uh, for Hot Tub Beers Incorporated or the Hot Tub Collective, uh, tell me, ma'am, where are you going to rate this? This is your first ever rating. Yeah, I know. Um, you and Andreas, you're <laughs> like rating virgins. Here we are together. I don't
2: like rating things like yeah, that. It's <laughs> awkward. It's weird.
0: How are we gonna, like, graph chart all of this if we don't?
2: Well, see, like, yeah. to me, like, four it's is, like, the best beer you've ever had. One being, like, the worst beer you've ever had. Uh-huh. Kind of like your pain scale we were talking about. We've like. had some fours on there, so. We've had some one points as well.
4: Yeah. Kelly, sorry, but not sorry. Oh, yeah. With
0: well, him and Martin <laughs> House, it didn't go over well.
2: Unmentionables? Yeah. Is that what, like... I mean, we recorded it. It's out oh. there.
0: Oh, yeah yeah, 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 there's no editing here. Yeah, yeah we're, we're just no going editing. after
2: it. I, I, I wouldn't expect you to edit this. There should be. There should be. <laughs> uh, All right, Mariah, what said, do you think?
6: Um, okay, so I am not as knowledgeable as each and every one of you individuals, so if I was coming into this not knowing, I just think like, my friends wanted me to come to New Magnolia, this would be the beer that I think i yeah. Because it's good. I enjoy it. It's not too overbearing. It's not like like I don't sip it. And I'm just like oh like you know what I mean? It's great. I would have like four or five of these.
4: So on a scale from zero to awesome, what's your number? It would be four four. Zero to four. <laughs> zero four. <laughs> would be
6: Three point seven seven seven. 7
5: Ooh, seven repeating.
0: That's yeah. the first. That's the first repeating decimal that we have had on there. Kelly tried to do three and a third for for one last week, nice. but he refused and and just rounded it to six. So three point three 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 six because is what it. Is. So I'm proud of you yes. for standing up because it's
6: good because it's approachable. Does that yeah. make sense? Yes, that's absolutely. What you're trying to
5: get. That's...
0: It's a good first beard. Yes. Yep. So so Shane, it, you don't have to rate your own beard, but what I want to ask you is. So, for being perfect, this is exactly what I wanted out of this beer. Um, and, and zero means, like, you know, I don't want to produce this don't beer Don't drink again. it. Right. Where <laughs> where are you with this? Is there room for improvement, or is this exactly what you want as long as you can keep it consistent?
3: Uh, I, you know, there's always room for improvement in all beer. Uh, it doesn't matter what you're making or how proud of it or how many awards you won. I mean, I think that's the, that's the chase that we all love in the beer industry is that, you can always find something a little bit better to do to it. Um, you know, I I love the beer. Don't get me wrong. There is is um, I I'd, I'd, I'd like to get it a little more carbonated. You know, okay. To give it that like super crisp quality. Um, but you know that's here we are drinking out of a can and out of, suppose out of a keg, out of a keg. Um, but I mean I I. sir. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, that would be really all I, I mean, this is always like either the start of my night or the end of my night. Nice.
4: Yep. Oh, Honestly, I love 100%. night here like that, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you went too far, but like yep. also I'm not stopping now. <laughs> That's perfect for that, yeah. That's right. My <laughs> over's on
2: the way, so I got an extra 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, And exactly. I know I don't need a
0: double IPA. <laughs> so what we're passing around now, Shane, is Our the first sponsor of Texas. They haven't sponsored us yet Uh, because Lone Star. Star, If you're out there listening, sponsor us, you fucking cowards! So, (laughs) bet you (laughs) won't. So here we are with the National Beer in Texas. And so we do this you know to cleanse our palates, right? Okay. This is old okay. familiar. This is old familiar. This is like high school, college, sneaking a beer. This is last weekend. <laughs> I think every week this summer. <laughs> yeah. So the the question I want to ask you, first time with the hot tub, and, and also Andrea's first time with the hot tub, what is what was in your low star? What was your? What was the one that that you remember growing up as a kid, sneaking that beer, going out?
3: You know, it, it sadly it started with Keystone Light. Oh. <laughs> hey man, been there, done because, that. We've all been there. There's no
0: shape. Because
3: we were, you know, we were ballers in high school. We were like, I drank a, I drink a case of Keystone over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that's what you could impress the ladies with. Yeah. I mean, 3% I, over, like, 6 dollars. gallons. Is, right? Yeah. I mean, tw- my mom would give me a 20 on Friday, and I would be able to eat McDonald's twice, once on Friday, I mean, once on Friday, once on Saturday, and have a case of Keystone. With how much? Yeah. 20 bucks. 20 bucks. How
2: old are you? But- no, you don't have
5: 20 <laughs> <laughs>
3: Inflation sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, 20 doesn't go very far anymore. But, uh, no, it, it, I think ultimately, like, by the time I got to college, I was drinking Nick Light. That was, like, my... one that i could tolerate and then in college i switched to uh, heineken
0: okay and
3: then then in new york i switched over
2: to craft beer and then now i'm exclusive craft
0: now you're exclusive craft nice andreas what was your low start
2: well i was a rowdy uh college student out there in Texas State, eat them up, cats. <laughs> so, you know what we do out there, Charles you know, we float the, the river. <laughs> it's the Bump cat Bump, sir. It's the Bump yeah.
4: They have a name for it. Yeah, That's of course. Sexy. They, it's their own, like, specific
0: venereal disease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's,
2: it's like a, our own yeast strand. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh. <laughs> Swim, that's how back got to the podcast. Well, like, wow, <laughs> no, that's how I ended up at Texas State. <laughs> <laughs> no, right, like ex-girlfriend, man. <laughs> next, nervous now.
2: No, but it was going to the river. You know, yeah. um, yes. I didn't like, um, you know, like your your your, your uh, butt light or you know, like all those light 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 stuff. And Lone Story is just Texas. You know, I have Texas on my back, oh, so yeah, yeah, nice. nice. All
0: right, Mariah, you you this first time. What was your Lone Star? What was the one that you used to sneak?
6: Stella. Mm. Oh, mm. my gosh. Oh, oh man.
0: You're, you're kind of a high end.
6: Yeah, so I used to
5: <laughs>
0: yeah. <young> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. You, for, you have to be for, rich to get here. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, she's our marketing director for yeah. a reason. Yeah. I
6: only get paid in beers, so that's fine with me.
5: <laughs> yes, ma'am. But, no,
6: that, it was Stella just because it, I would have to, like, it would get you drunk really fast. I
5: would drink
0: like three of them and i'd go out and then boom i was i was ready for the rest of the
5: evening wow
0: yeah. <laughs> nice. three. I three i i envy that life yeah I'm <laughs> well shane hey listen i want to say thank you at the end of this first segment for and allowing us to come and pull up the hot tub at the back of the brewery right not all brewers are brave enough to do this i'm going to say it out loud but shane is and he's braver than all of you and thank you for having us you know (laughs) the uh i'm sorry uh, if if you want to retract any of my statements you can't no no no, no, keep going also we don't (laughs) we don't edit (laughs) yeah there's no editing but uh, thank you for being willing to jump in with us thank you for sharing with us you know, hats off to that that lager and producing something that's that badass in a small facility and being brave enough to produce lagers at a high end when you know you need to pump out beer in order to stay alive as a small brewery. So thank you for sharing with us. Uh, thank you, everybody else, for coming on. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back with the next new Magnolia beer. Here at Hot Tub Beers, we have declared the pandemic over and when the dust has settled, this little Draft Shop is still standing. This unique craft beer bar located at 5210 FM 2920 in Spring, Texas is still pouring some of the best beer in the state. And in spite of everything that's been thrown at the beer and restaurant industry lately, owner Mary Thorne has continued to create a community of clientele that makes you feel at home every time you step in the doors. Beer buyer Jake Thorne is continually bringing in incredible offerings, sure to impress everyone from the new kid on the block to the most seasoned craft beer aficionado. Haven't been able to find a beer you like, their selection of ciders, wines, and seltzers will not disappoint. Beer is not the only trick this pony plays. No one in the area can rival the food coming out of the kitchen. From Vietnamese wings to oyster po boughs to brats with house-made sauerkraut, there is something for everyone in the family. Check out the menu at thistledraftshop.com and follow on Instagram at thistledraftshop. Pop on in; I'm sure we'll see you there. Only Tubbs account. Only Tubbs account. That is—that's <laughs> kind of sexy. That's what we're starting the next segment with.
6: Honestly, if you guys were on OnlyFans, I'm pretty sure a lot of people would watch. Uh, listen, and marketing a
4: lot director.
0: Of people, the one person. <laughs> you gotta get uh, your I, you
6: <laughs> I told Jake my friends literally obsessed with you like
0: your friend is obsessed with me my friend is obsessed with you like, oh, well i mean there's a lot of people that are you. well if you're ever curious
6: yeah he came, <laughs> oh, okay. he came to Thistle the other day and he was like is a tub guy here i'm just like no is dude tub- like, <laughs> you're, like, you're not even coming to see me at this point you're just coming to see him like it's annoying but he's obsessed with you he's like up, that's crazy tag,
0: right he, well yeah i don't we don't it's discriminate in uh in tubby bunnies and, and so okay so i just came so i just came Instagram, from the restroom right hot tub okay beer. so I want to point this out. There's no gendered restrooms in there. That's right. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's no gendered restrooms in there. Rufu. Mariah was, our, our, our non-binary listenership is very sagging. <laughs> like it's, it's not there at all. Mariah was in charge. We have less than 1%. Will, will bringing the podcast to new Magnolia boost our non-binary listenership?
3: Absolutely. Nice. Yeah. We've nice. we, we, we get a lot of credit, uh, a little props
0: freaking...
3: for the uh, gender neutral bathrooms.
4: LGBTQ. Really yeah. You know, we thought about it too, but
0: legally, we're not allowed to have non-gendered bathrooms. Uh-huh. In spring, that makes sense. Wow. Really? What about what about in the Heights? Everything's legal in the mm-hmm. Heights.
3: <laughs> it's the Heights. It's the
0: Heights. <laughs> you
3: do whatever you want.
0: There's a, there's a little thunder in the background. I like it. Yeah, this is the. Uh, we have. uh They're ominous. We've pull, pulled the uh, hot tub underneath the the awning a couple times, but this is we're out in the open. Anything could happen today.
3: We're exposed.
0: We were completely exposed. I mean, I guess not completely, right? I well, got my yeah. shorts on. Hey, but <laughs> but those of you that can that are at home and you tubby bunnies, you can imagine. Um, so that, yeah, that's one thing good about the podcast, right? It's all in your head. It's like reading a book. You can picture me naked if you like. <laughs> You're welcome Sorry, right,
4: we need to start camera. Did you start recording camera. already? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah oh, I'm, shit. I'm
5: recording. We're on, we're on, <laughs> we're on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Those are some of the more fun Again, movies, there right? is no editing <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no Do you know how many times he does that to me? <laughs> so, we're gonna go into the next beer, okay So, this is Italian Pilsner, correct? Yeah So, explain us the, the Tell us the name Tell us the story behind this Italian Pilsner
3: Sure. So uh, this is called Neo Pills. This is our Italian Pilsner. Uh, we actually did this beer last summer during COVID, um, just trying to like just try it out, see what it was what it was gonna be like. And um, we were so we were really truly ahead of the curve, and all the other breweries that have since come out and do it. Uh, but why we call it Neo? It's for Enneo Marconi, the uh, the producer. He used to do the Italian uh, spaghetti western movies, nice. right? And so that's an image of Clint Eastwood, who who Ennio actually like Allegedly Allegedly mate. Allegedly, yeah um, <laughs> I'm sure Clint would endorse this You know he's, he's If you're an listening, angel. Clint it's a good picture
5: of him Right Please support this <laughs>
0: podcast Right and Oh, so, if, if Clint Eastwood were to become a listener, supporter,
3: And so we, um, you know, we did this as, as an homage beer, right? You know, kind of like homage brewery so, Yes uh, So it's, it's turned out really well I mean, it's just a great, you know, German-based Pilsner malt profile that uh then we hop up and um with uh, german hops um i'm not gonna say what because it's also super well balanced um really light and easy drinking but it is it is a pilsner you know and so this is part of what we you know we're putting out now and it's in cans um
0: and and there goes our motorcycle there's a motor this is part of the foot of the podcast we have the eureka heights runners running by some some people think you get our humor. Some people don't.
5: What's that? Hey, <laughs> what's up, Mark?
0: And we and we have <laughs> and we got occasional motorcycle and pickup trucks. And well, last week. You we had a go. guy in a motorbike just driving up. Yeah, we had a lot of fun stuff last week. So, tell me, how does a Italian pilsner differentiate from other pilsners? What what makes it Italian?
3: Dry hopping the beer. So the Italians, you know, they like it light and easy. Um, they're not big into the malt profile and the hop profiles that the Germans traditionally like to have. Uh, so they prefer their, their, uh, <laughs> they, they prefer their beer, uh, dry hopped. And so that's what we did. We, we brewed this up and then dry hopped it
0: with
2: it, German
3: hops. So uh, yeah, with German hops.
0: Is there such a thing as Italian hops?
3: Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know any off the top of my head, but
4: so they're yeah. fairly warm, though, aren't they? That's Italy. I don't know much about Italy. That's why I'm asking. Italy well, I mean, it's fairly warm and dry, right? It's
3: they they grow d- grapes there. You know? Yeah, but so, you know, you're talking about depending uh, on the. I mean, I'm sure they have the environment for it. If you can grow grapes, oh, you can grow hops. Great.
4: I mean we can grow we can grow hops here in Texas, like first hand account you can. The question is do you want to use them is what I'm saying. Well
3: <laughs> that's that's the real question. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Natalie,
0: um, do you want to use your hops? <laughs> on the nose on this one there's 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 a lot the, the sweetness isn't there that was on the high sight lager. There's a very floral hop bouquet. Okay bouquet, bouquet. Yep. On okay. the on the nose of this one. Yeah. So
3: it's it's curious, I'm sorry, did I cut you off? <laughs> it's you,
0: I... Everybody's talking saying. Oh time. no no. no we're good. It's okay.
5: <laughs> no, I, I I had, I'm sure
3: anything. a trained nose Shane. could pick the hops out.
0: My nose could pick the hops out? You say Boris probably can pull it out.
3: Bor- Boris Boris probably can't well,
0: German Boris is German. Hops,
1: there's only a couple of hops well known German saws I would probably say is one of them.
4: I mean, at the end of the day, I don't guess hops. We went over that in no the yeah, label. I just, I won't do it. Even
0: if I'm 100% sure I can't, I won't. So, Boris being born in Germany, do you have an innate ability to uh, identify no. German hops? No, not at all. No? Are you <laughs> no, I disappointed in you? Yo, <laughs> don't do that. Huh?
2: German people's taxes go into, like, a hop, uh, mm. national... I don't know. board I don't of know directors or something yeah no i read that somewhere I, I know i read that somewhere
4: it's on the internet
0: now it's official it's real i said it it's well, official. okay yeah, yeah so the, uh, speaking of official things you know last week and by the time this episode airs we'll have officially unveiled it uh jake just coined the term no coast ipa
5: <laughs> no <laughs> coined coast. It. yeah
0: the no coast the no are you coast in the middle IPA. of somewhere where there's no water <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had uh, we had something from Three Three Floyds. We had Zombie Dust from Three Floyds. That's right, right. That's right. Yeah, it's from the middle of the country. There's no coast near it. Uh, so for somebody on a podcast, I should really stop talking. Oh yeah, you're you really, really stop talking anything. Third Coast IPA. That's a Jake Thorne thing. You know, no it's coast IPA. That's a Jake Thorne thing. Still not. I want to say <laughs> that there was there was other things that you invented that day as well, but uh, <laughs> we 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 do have we do give anybody that's on the podcast license to patent anything that they want. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how valid it is. What's it's on the
3: internet, yeah, it's a it's, it's, uh, it's an expensive process. We probably will not it are Well, yeah, no, 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 no.
0: Yeah, this it's the it's officially unofficial. Yeah. Uh, but but it works. This is this is a <clears throat> nice beer. This is a really nice beer. I'm mm-hmm. I, I, I'm gonna. Maybe because I'm not, you know, I guess if I come in as the Bud Light, coolers Light guy, I'm going straight for the Heights Light Lager. Yeah. And I love it, and and I think it's great. If if I'm the craft beer guy, this is what I'm going to. This so, is this is yeah, great. Yeah, this is. I mean,
3: this is once you've crossed over into craft, then this is going to give you a little of everything that you want. You want it super light, clean, crisp. Um, It's got a nice malt balance to the hop profile that's built into it. Um, It's not overly hoppy, so you're not gonna get that palate fatigue that a lot of hopped out beers will give you. Uh, And it's super sessionable, you know, so you can keep coming back to this time and time again.
4: It really is. So I wanna bring this up now that we're talking Italian Pilsners. Italian Pilsners seems to be the new trend, the new hot thing to make and and drink right now. Do you think this is a lasting trend or do you think this is a a short term pocket of a trend? Uh, uh, I want it to last.
3: I love this beer, <laughs> but I think it's probably a short-term little, little blip. Kind of, you
2: know, trying it out.
1: Well, yeah. Peroni's yeah. been brewing beer for a long time. So it's beer of Moretti. Yeah, I and mean, there's a there's a market for Italian lagers for sure. Yeah, and, it, and if you're brewing uh, beer here that's super fresh, and the locals can get uh, something comparable to, you know, what what they're getting uh, from mass-produced uh, breweries like those. I mean, if they can get it here at a, at a reasonable price like you guys have it, it's, right. it's a win-win for everybody. Right.
3: Yeah, they get their craft without being, like, sucked into the vortex of buying a major. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's I I don't know. I, I'm kind of geeking out over this beer. I like it. I like the flavors that are in it. it, it it's kind of grassy, bready. It's, it's. But, but light, clean, crisp. It doesn't, doesn't hang out with me. It makes me keep wanting to go back and drink more.
3: Yep. Really nice beer. Yeah, it's got that return factor that you want to just like... You, you really want to drink it, like, yeah. all the way through to the finish and, like, want to go back for another one and not, like, change to a different, different Absolutely. beer. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. This
0: is one I want to stick with the whole session. Yep. Yeah, nice. Good call. Yep. Anybody else, any other thoughts? I think this is fantastic here. I'd like to go to rating. you like... We're going to go straight to rating? I do. Rating. I, it's mainly because...
4: There's not much more I can say about it.
0: I'll start. I'll start. Okay. Because
4: I, I let off, and it's, that sounded ominous. It wasn't ominous. We we'll have this second one. This is a fantastic beer. Uh, I think the more beer that I drink, it gets even better, which is uh, not an easy feat. You know what Thank I mean? You. Uh, if you drink the same beer over and over again, you get a lot of residual sweetness. You get a lot of residual astringency, and it builds up. This one, since the beginning, has kind of really maintained a very balanced uh, uh, drinkability. It's It's... I think it's perfectly balanced. It's not sweet. The bitterness keeps you wanting more. It's not dry. It is well. It's a little oh dry. Lord. It doesn't leave you dry and wanting though. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, Poor it's Allie. honestly, it's a, it's a, it's a fantastic beer. I'd give this one a 3.9. Um, I would and will drink. And you know what? I'm gonna take back my rating. I'm gonna give this one a four zero. Oh nice. son of a bitch! There's not a thing in this beer that I would I would hesitate to recommend to somebody. There's not a thing in this beer that I would change. Uh, it's just it's perfectly balanced and I love it. So, thank you for facilitating this experience. Hell
3: yeah, dude! I'll take that four <laughs> zero.
0: Yeah, 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 no shit. Nice job, dude. So, okay, Boris, Andreas, Mariah, who's going?
1: Uh, I I like the beer because it reminds me of of uh, the Moretti. Like the the I think there's a difference between Peroni and Moretti. I think Moretti is a little bit more bitter, a little bit more hop forward than Peroni is. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit Peroni is a little bit sweeter, and this is more my alleyway. I like that more bitter. I like that uh, the dry hop factor. And yeah, it's it's a great beer. Beautiful, clear. Um, yeah, three eight for me. I I, I love this. I love the style too. So solid. Yeah. Greed.
2: Well, I've had it before.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so how does
5: it feel? Having I I really, I really I really like there. this beer. You know, I'm I'm, I'm, not I'm a fanboy for
2: for Greed. <laughs> so how many get discounts every now? time I come here? Now <laughs> yeah. I talk about this brewery everywhere. Honestly, even when I'm working, I always tell them, you know, hey, if you want some good beer and you haven't had before. Go to New Magnolia because you know people have heard of the other breweries around the Heights that we don't want to mention right now. But New magnolia is kind like the <laughs> we the can, new, we that can. Was, I mean, I don't. We are New Magnolia, the baby.
4: Or it was like, oh, well, we're not going to mention that. <laughs> but you know who we're talking about?
2: You know who you are?
4: <laughs> I, actually, I actually don't. If you don't drop it, that's fine. If you do drop you know, it, Eureka Heights a drink. is
2: like a big name, right? Like awesome beer. Ooh. Uh, Gray Heights, yeah. awesome beer as well. Right around the corner from each other. And then New Magnolia is kind of like the one that, like, if you're not a beer head, you know, if you're not around the the, the beer industry, you probably haven't really heard of it. I'm so like, I always up. send them here, you know, if you if you they like something light, like a lager or something like that, I send them here all the time. And yeah, like about this beer, what was it called? Anio. 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 It's a little sweet. The dry hopness kind of like balances out really nicely. And that's what I think, like, makes you want to come back to it. Because it's like, wait, I was just saying something different, and then, like, the hops come through. It's like, wait, I want to go back to that. And then, again, to the hops. And it just keeps you back and forth. It's, it's an absolutely perfect beer. I I think it's a 3.85. Yeah, 3.85, nice. I've,
4: I'm going to stay strong in my four you Y'all can, y'all can.
2: I've had, had better beer your, though. Y'all,
4: look, y'all can die, lie to yourselves all you
2: want. It's an amazing beer. No. <laughs> so, no
4: no,
3: so that
2: he just said
4: the optimal thing there. The optimal
3: statement. I've had better beer here. Mm-hmm. Meaning oh, yeah, there is a forora. So oh,
0: might be coming later It, do, in the it does exist in
3: our in our life. There's a couple forora oh, somewhere There's in the. We got to find out. So that guy is
0: that... Has the official Eureka Heights shorts?
4: Yeah, actually once you pass like Those are 50 <laughs> wait. Casey was just telling us if it's like 40 40 run club visits you get the official Eureka Heights Oh, yeah. That guy's, or it might trail. have been twenty. I don't know. It's a lot of miles. More he's than i Probably like on his
0: second run of the route. Everybody's uh, he's just running. He's their trailing behind road. all these other leaders here. No, no. no, no. no, no. I, I think,
4: I think know, he's laughing. It's of In fact, he hit the outer loop, the inner loop, and now he's on the second
0: inner loop just to catch up with them on the the second pass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mariah, do you want to go first? You want me to go? You're uncomfortable judging, but we got to get you out of your box. I'm very
6: uncomfortable judging, but I will say. It's too bad. This is a judgmental podcast. As soon as I tried this this is something that my friends aren't used to craft beer, but this is something that I will take for dinner. This is something that I will tell them, like, hey, like... You need to try this. You need to try this. Put this in your phenomenal. mouth. Like, it's very, very good. And again, it's very easy to... Um, it's a great first introducer to craft beer. And I, I love it. I. It's super easy. It's something that you, you give to people. Like, hey, like, let's go to New Magnolia. You gotta try this out. Like, they're great. And then you... Know, gradually
5: go to everything else. It's it's so good. I wish I had more of this. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily for you, you we, can we get can more of this. that. This yeah. yeah, <laughs> is so adorable. Good. It's so good. I wish I had more of this.
4: <laughs> You should have seen the eyes just putting it out yeah. on the mic. You, you,
5: are, are, you
0: are the most adorable member of the podcast. Right oh, now. without a doubt.
6: Yeah. I mean, you guys are like shirtless in a hot tub. No <laughs> way.
4: Not, not, not to say you're shooing, <laughs> but you got five ugly guys and uh, a small pool of
0: water. Uh, speak for yourself, ugly. I am. I'm I think three ugly frightened. guys in here. Four <laughs> ugly guys. he got, listen, he's he's got a a yeah. listen, let me tell you the, the uh, lunch ladies love me. Tim has more crossing bunnies than me. guards. You know I have never been hit by a car by when I'm, when I'm crossing the street with a crossing guard. You know what? They fucking love me. God damn All it. I, I've been hit by a car. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All Was
2: right. Tim protecting you? No. Exactly. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim yeah. doesn't
0: care about me. Oh, if you're crossing the street with me with the crossing guards, uh, something about blue collar women love me. Absolutely love me. So I have, I'm going to go ahead and rate... I'm gonna go three nine five. It it, it, it it is it is really incredible. It, we don't have a typical hot tub summer day outside right now, right? It's it's cloud cover. the The breeze is blowing. There's we're there's an impending threat of us being struck by lightning. Um, but all that all that danger and activity that's going on right now, this beer fits. I absolutely love it. the The hot profile on it is is amazing. Um, Really, really nice, well done beer, man. They, yeah. Thank you for sharing, absolutely. Oh yeah, freely. thank you. So, now your turn, Shane. Is this a perfect 4.0? Is this exactly what you wanted? Or can you improve on this? And why would you improve on it? What have you having yet?
5: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding.
0: You know, it's,
3: it's. I'll say, it. I'll, I'll put it this way. To date, we've made about 120 beers uh-huh. out of our brew house. Um, since we opened November, 2019, 120
4: different beers, totally different, different, beers. Different, oh. different,
3: different, different cool. everything. Yeah. Different from start to finish. Um, and this is definitely of everything we've done in my, in like my top 10, mm-hmm. definitely my top nice. 10 of the, of the beers that we produced. Um, you know, I, I think it's what people are going to come back to. Like, I think it's what the craft industry is coming back to. Um, and I mean that in the sense of like, we've, these breweries and brewers and head brewers and and everybody else—they've gone down these long meandering paths of different styles, and they've done all these crazy perverted things to them. And I don't know that anybody really knows what they're drinking anymore. Uh, they just—they just—they're just grabbing onto the style or the trend, and they're just going with it. Uh, I think this is the kind of beer that people gravitate to and like reflect on for a long period of time, and it's more traditional and it's european based i mean it's it's got that like s- european design to it and let i mean well shit, that's where it all came from to begin with right yes so um, is
4: it though do we, do we want to go down the history <laughs> uh, you want like a four-hour sure.
0: but yes yes i agree jake, jake spent the whole <laughs> bashing of english yeast no, 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 no. English cheese is fine. He revoked, no, no, no. Uh, English malt is what we were talking he about. He revoked the Europeans' right to claiming the IPA last episode. No, oh. no,
4: no, no, no. He the said current title of the night. IPA wow. should not be held by England anymore.
3: Well, there's American IPAs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, according to the style guide.
4: Put a lot of Which words in my mouth. Extreme version. Yeah, yeah, A lot of words in my mouth. No going, English yeast yeah. is is legit, man. I I, I just want to know how hardy it really is because they go through some shit. It's the English malt from the what, uh, 1600s uh, ish. It was just poorly done, and once industrialization and all that stuff, malt became like we realized how much how far we can go with it instead of throwing it on a open fire for nasty smoky over the top burnt flavors with no sugars. Grudiskeys. Uh, I
0: just, I feel like there's more you can do. What were you, what were you hinting at? We're going to get to what you're hinting at just Gruditsky's. a little bit later. We're going to get into Gruditsky's. Oh, so did we, did we even let you get to the point and finish Yeah, you? yeah,
3: please. Uh, what, I mean, no, I think this is definitely got all four dimensions that I would define a beer by. Um, because in my mind, I rate beers on first, second, third, fourth dimension. Yes. Uh, and this is firing on all four of those dimensions.
0: And what are your four dimensions?
3: uh hops uh well first off like clarity and quality and then it's the malt the hops and um the overall like flavor profile
0: nice
3: and so this has just got kind of all that
0: but thanks man thank you very much for sharing with us again an incredible italian pilsner uh that we that we've been able to try We're, we're we're two lagers deep into this episode um we're going to come back. We're on the verge of Jake getting into his Nordic Ag junk. I think he really wants to ask you if you have magnolias in your beer and if they get you closer to Valhalla, and we'll find out in the next segment. I threaten, okay. I threaten you, my parents all the time you with it. threaten your parents? I threaten them
4: with, you better treat me right because I'm the one who picks the nursing home. <laughs> oh, the other two, they're not picking it. That's me. Oh, I couldn't do that.
0: I'll take care of Mary. You'll take care to Mary? Oh, my <laughs> oh, you better tell way. John that. You heard it here, Mary.
4: <laughs> he's paying. I'm still picking. <laughs> <laughs> really
6: quick, someone came in. One of the regulars came in. I've never seen this man before in my life. But he goes up to Mary, and he's sitting with Sonny. And he's like, hey, yeah, I came in, and I tried to hit on you, and you respectfully told that you're married and he was like and I, I tried again when I came back and you just weren't for it so I knew you were actually really married because you wouldn't want to go <laughs> home with me and Mary was just like cool yeah I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's
4: how that works I am married yeah.
2: <laughs> I did not mean it like that old creep man <laughs> I did not mean it like that how are y'all doing
4: yeah, come on. Yeah, you <laughs> can actually, yeah. <laughs> Get on in. <laughs> well, if you had one thing to say on a podcast, what would you say? Introduce yourself first.
5: Elizabeth.
4: Oh, we're live too right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: we're rolling.
3: <laughs> oh,
4: Elizabeth, Shane's wife.
3: <laughs> Stopped in. She was out doing a beer delivery to the Czech Lodge, I told you guys. Nice, you know, nice. Yeah, the
6: stocking the snack shack that they have out there. Nice. Cool.
2: What's your favorite beer here? The
6: tropical Tropical Brazil splits. okay Tropical
2: splits, I, I alright. Really sure uh, I'm gonna have to try it next time. Yeah. Well, next week. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> perfect
5: poolside beer. So what oh. right here, it'd be kinda of perfect for. Nice. Great meeting you. You know uh, what
4: I do have to say this we've never got a brewery owner or brewer's wife in the hot tub with us because that's where the real dirt comes out that's where the tea happens. Well,
0: Kelly Kelly jumped in Kelly's wife jumped in just uh, just like your no, wife No no no
4: and though because you know oh, yeah. all oh, barriers yeah, yeah. all like barriers that? break down once you're this close to a bunch of people all the barriers are broken down. Yeah
0: yeah That's that is one of the fun things I feel about very this vulnerable. It's like yeah, yeah you feel vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like it though don't you? Uh, it's okay boris let me took you with my toes <laughs>
1: you've been doing it all day man for about an hour and a half so okay, okay so you see
3: Where, where's I, that I, foot going
1: did you just enough.
0: say in the butt mariah <laughs> i'm fine mariah listen i thought you were the tame one on the podcast here you are I talking am, about no, toes in people's butt I am. I am this table. this is a safer work <laughs> podcast
4: Oh, safe for it's work? It's not. I don't, yeah, I don't know if OSHA
0: would approve of what we're doing. No.
4: <laughs> in, a, in a thunderstorm? In a thunderstorm drinking beer. Yes, OSHA. What's your, uh, what what what's our rating on safety? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I honestly, know.
1: like...
3: 0.0. When, I, when you first brought this, like... To my attention i first uh, thought that went through my head is like what would my insurer say
4: <laughs> <laughs> well we're we're writing Think off tim's that, no <laughs> we're writing off tim's auto insurance so
0: <laughs> well, we're driving around so we're gonna be okay not going wood so shane tell us what we're drinking tell us the name tell us uh tell us the story of this beer
3: hella pills so leaning into this whole uh pilsner um movement that we're kind of like putting together here at the brewery uh we decided to like do a vertical on it and so we started with the anio i mean we, we you know obviously we start with with Heidlite lager and then um we actually do a really good check pilsner too
5: um
4: it, it <laughs> is
0: yeah, it is <laughs> hot tub beers podcast look us up We call it. That's how we
4: filled it up. It's called brining. We're not beating on each other. (laughs)
2: That was was a lot of like uh, fun, but also fuck you kind of uh, attitude. We 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 get a lot
4: of uh, mixed (laughs) reviews. Yes, (laughs) interest is what I like
2: to call it. So we have some
4: guests
3: walking up. That's hilarious. Checking it out. So if
4: you have one thing to say on a podcast, what would be the one thing to say? We don't edit. We don't edit at all. Hot tub beer.
5: Hot tub
4: beer? Yeah, well, yes. cold tub beer in the off-season.
0: <laughs> Don't eat yellow snow. Don't eat yellow snow.
4: You heard it here first from... Sean. Sean, Sean. and
5: Nikki from
1: the Heights. Sean and Nikki Sean from and the Heights.
4: Have you had new Magnolia's beer yet?
5: Yeah, yeah. Right yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got a, a four out of four rating? What is this place? This is no, Shane's, place. Shane's place. You've met him before. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. I uh, yeah, I like their beer here, yeah. So yeah. if you're gonna rate the brewery in front of the brewer, in front of the <laughs> owner, scale of zero to four. Four is this is the perfect neighborhood brewery. Zero is I'm gonna burn it down when the when it shuts down. <laughs> what is it scary. gonna be?
5: That's quite a rating. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's a display. It bipolar, yeah.
1: Bipolar yeah, about Come by Friday night. night. Okay. Nice. Yeah, right yeah, yeah we love yeah. coming over.
3: If I put AC the in way. the building, would you give me a four? What's that? If I put AC in the building, would you give me a four?
1: Nah, it doesn't really bother me too much, but okay. I would dig, like, uh, definitely, yeah, some live music would definitely be awesome.
2: And, uh,
3: do live music. Uh,
5: this is great. Thanks you got going.
2: Sure. Yep. Uh, I'm not too picky. You can give me a cold beer and a football game to watch. <laughs> <yet. laughs> I'm nice. well, We, we, right, we show, have live music
3: moments. live music on Friday night this week, coming up tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, six to nine and then uh, we got the sports package on all the TVs and we're putting a bo- bunch more TVs in Yeah, right on.
4: nice you heard it here first you yeah, yeah, right. heard it here first well thank y'all so much thanks nice for joining yeah, thanks uh-huh. out for stopping by. cheers so I feel like now now that it's been brought to my attention we need to have a hot tub beer band I, I thought you were going to say I, I a do I, not
2: disturb sign but that's I another one I no 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 hot. disturb <laughs> song.
0: song I can actually you know what let's get Joe to write one well, Trevor, Trevor started on a jingle the other day. He was like jingling things off. Mariah, you just rolled your eyes no, at Trevor's no. jingle. I said it out Ooh, loud. It's on the podcast. Trevor. What was wrong with Trevor's jingle?
6: I was rolling my eyes at the collar that they just picked. I was never rolling
0: my eyes at the timing was off. Oh, oh, the timing was off. Uh, <laughs> okay, Mariah. You have an allergy to Trevor's jingle? No,
6: I want to hear it. Like...
5: As you sing it. Now. I don't I didn't memorize it.
0: You'd have to ask Trevor. Hut to
2: beers wherever you're near. <laughs>
0: That's pretty good. Bring
2: so uh, bathing pills. suit here.
5: Uh, Cheers. <coughs> that works. That's anybody
3: ever splash anybody <laughs> the, it's like a Hot tub applause. Nancy, you're fired. <laughs> Oh. So
0: the Hella Pills, tell us about tell us more about oh, it. Oh
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. So we you know we were going down this path of creating all these um, new pilsners and um, we were like let's kind of create our own like style. So it's a west we call it a west coast pilsner. And it's basically like just a nice traditional pilsner um, that we just hopped up with a Zaka and Citra
4: i i, I want to say
0: it though go ahead you heard go it ahead. here first yeah 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 <laughs> west coast it. Pilsner. we're innovators and pioneers like, <laughs> I, I, but i i i really love it. you said that out loud because it made a click for me because on the nose there's a lot of pine like a west coast ipa but but it's clean and crisp like a Pilsner. yeah we nice took two of call, our favorite we took
3: two of our favorite things i mean i think there's right now like a gravitational pull to the west coast styles that are like coming back in strong um and but then also everybody's like, oh, it's summer. So let's just, it's all Pilsner, you know, Pilsner this, Pilsner that, summer go, you know, that's how the summers go. And so we're like, well, let's just do a mashup, you know, let's make a really good, clean, crisp German Pilsner and then just hop it up. And so we did. We threw some azaki and Citra in there. Um, so, you know, obviously the Citra tone is kind of like what pr- is pronounced in the hop profile. But I mean, to me, like this is the perfect alternative to a big, heavy IPI Yeah. this time
4: of the year.
0: That's a good call. You know, I can agree with that. Yeah, because for a while there, there was this like uh, IPL that was coming out. You saw people oh, love these IPL loggers. Oh, I love IPLs. we, I we
3: did one that was huge. Did you? Yeah, we did. Where is it now? And are we gonna we, do it again? We tabled it because it was severely misunderstood.
4: I will not misunderstand it. So if I you make 15
3: can, barrels of it, a it pale
4: ale or something. people like I don't
3: understand. What do you mean it's a pale lager? It's such a beautiful style,
4: though it really is, it is. and I, it's I think cool. I think it is our duty to get that style into people's hands and let them understand the difference between an ale and a lager, and why the IPL will beat out the IPA any day.
3: So that's our next next. Oh, I, I said some big words. I said some big words. That's pretty hardcore.
4: <laughs> Hello, my name is Jake. I am the antagonist. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, when we do Midas Swell, which is our IPL, the Appel lager, okay. we'll bring you guys back in, and we'll have another oh hell yeah! Tub dude. Series. We would
0: absolutely love to come back for that. Yeah, because that, that I'll be honest, that's one of my favorite styles. I love the the hot profile, but of a, of an IPA, but the the flavor, the clean, crisp mouthfeel of a lager. Like when you put those two things together, I get kind of a chubby.
5: Honest. Honestly, <laughs> we had called
0: it just like a tropical did you just IPA. Laugh at my <laughs> yeah. He said,
4: "I'm swelling up." Board said, "Yeah,
3: right."
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, I mean, if we you know if we had just called it a tropical IPA. Probably would have like gravitated with people a lot more. But, but you don't want to lie to them either. No, I mean, yeah. you, you don't. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like you don't want to just pander to the sale. You want it to be true to what you did, and kind of like let people like discover yeah. something fun and new and interesting. Um, yeah. And we canned it and everything, I mean, we had it in cans. And I mean, we get people every week that are coming in like, when are you going to bring back that, that IPL, you know, might as well. And we're like, soon, soon, we feel like it might be more of a seasonal thing.
0: So this one on the nose, like I said, like it's pie, like West Coast IPA on the oh, coast yeah. to me, but the the citrus hop does shine through when you're drinking it. So it's not, is it a third coast?
4: I mean, we're almost Coast, on the Third Coast. But Third I mean, Coast, West Coast. It was coined a uh, uh, West Coast uh, Pilsner. Pilsner. Pilsner, that's right. West Coast Pilsner.
0: And honestly, I kind of like that, that description. I do, too. I really do, too. I, I, and and it's, it's fun to kind of... And that is one of the things with American beers that we're seeing is everybody's fucking and playing with the styles. It goes through the roof. And, and as a consumer, it's fun. It makes craft beer a little bit more fun to try... Something else, somebody has tweaked that style or they've, they've twisted it to what it is, like Jake's third coast IPA and his no coast IPA that he coined here on the, on, uh, on the Hot Tub Beers podcast. You can tweak these styles and really enjoy different flavors with different yeasts, or you, you don't have to stick to one thing. I, I really appreciate that. You
2: yeah? know, tying down, tying up with that, it's it's you know, like uh, trying different styles and trying different things. Uh, out in Astral, for example, we, we're trying this uh, like a Quebec Pilsener.
5: Yeah, Oh, yeah, nice. yeah,
4: that's actually very interesting because
2: uh, we, we've we been trying to keep, you know, we, we want to make more lagers, but real estate, right? Yeah, we only have so much that we can, so much space that we can put our beer in and they're taking a little bit longer. We've been trying to stay with, with, with demand, but we also want to give the people what they want, which is not just IPAs, but also like something light that they can just drink and drink and drink all day and not be completely full or or you know drunk and the Quebec lager kind of is a perfect alternative because it doesn't take that long to to brew and it has that kind of lagerish feel finish, you know, like more crisp, more yeah. with that, the yeah. satisfaction of, of having a lager. So
4: so we need to go down to Asheville because I want to ask a thousand more questions about a Quebec lager. Like I, I got a thousand more questions that I'm not gonna berate you right now. But we need to get down to Astral and we need to try this.
0: So Shane, have you played with that Quebec East at
4: all? We
3: did, we did a uh, double IPA called Thorngold. Uh, it was a Thorn nine, or hmm. Thor? Thorngold. Thor. Oh, Thorngold. It was a 9.5%, uh, went down super smooth and clean. Well. Um, it was a dangerous beer.
4: And how did you feel about, I'm sorry, uh, where, how far did you push the fermentation temperatures? kind of nerdy question free run we're talking like we went up like 90 we went up like 103.
3: threw it in there Mm. started off at what what our knockout temperature was and it just straight up two days i mean it was like a big frothy yeah we had two feet of yeast foam over the bucket i mean it was incredible Mm. how fast and it was just shot up and just got to where it needed to be real quick
4: that's so exciting
0: that's like
3: super fun yeast mariah did you
0: have you had your hand raised you were looking what were you trying to say
6: Oh no, I've been wanting to try out Astro? Astro, yeah. Oh it try Astro. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I was like, yes, I've been wanting. I passed up all the
2: time. Come on through. Yeah. So can we get
4: another episode where we talk about your IPL, your your Vic even more in depth, as well as talk about your Vic as well. And like that's like that's to me that's like like the ultimate dream. It's like dive like deep into those subjects. And I wanna know all the people that are like like doing the math or watching it happen you know like I want to see it because that's just um, and put it in perspective the yeast goes extremely high in fermentation temperature above what any normal yeast would be able to live through and it still ferments a, a well enough to be able to create beer and to me that's just like beyond interesting to be able to ferment at those temperatures. Well, what what kind of off
1: flavors are you getting with <clears throat> with some of that high temperature fermentation?
3: Believe it or not it's super clean mm-hmm. yeah I mean that could I I mean that yeast in and of itself does a great job of just eliminating any diacetyl or any other um, off flavors that are traditionally, you know. What, and what
1: temperature ranges are you talking
3: about? You can push it up into the 80s, really? Low 90s. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we're in ours at 80. At 80. Yeah, I mean it's literally like just free rise. Just let the ambient temperature and the in the just turn off the the glycol and just let it run. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's you know it's not you don't want to you you just don't want to start off that way. Like I said, we knock out in the 60s and then we just kind of let it just monitor it for the first 24 hours and then we just let it kind of run from there
4: right yeah well that's awesome that's do you cool. all want
0: to dive into some
4: ratings or are wow. we too soon I,
0: no i think i think we're right on time to actually dive into some ratings so we're looking at the hill of pills this oh, is good. i had a whole pint. <laughs> whole I mean, <laughs> top of his pipe boris went balls deep into the Well, this is a great beer man it is a great beer yeah and so, I'll go ahead and jump in first. I'm gonna. What I went three eight on the last one. Yeah. I, this is this is a little bit higher to me. To me, I'm gonna go three, really? three nine five on this one. I I, it, I like the nose. I like the pine flavor on the nose. Um, and then when you taste it, you there, there there might be a little bit of back note of the pine, but maybe that's reaching for it because I smell it. But there's that citrus hop that's coming through on it that that really hits home with me but it is just like the rest of your lagers. Super clean, super crisp. I mean, I, I, I will say this, and we talked about it a little bit during the break, for a, such a small brew house to devote that much time to doing lagers and doing them well, this is this is a fucking treat. Yeah.
4: It yeah. really is. Yeah, I don't mind following up with that. Um, boy, it's a freaking good beer, man. It's a special beer. It's a good beer. Um, I honestly, in my opinion, I think NEO is better to me. I think the Italian Pilsner was just so much more, I hate to say the word approachable. It, it, it makes you want to come back more than it makes you want to approach, if that makes sense. Like you don't want to stop drinking it. This one is fantastic. I could drink this all day. Uh, I'm gonna give this a 3.8. I mean, it just overall, I love it, man. I love me a good lager. This is done right. Uh, perfect bitterness. Uh, it just, it really comes out fantastic. And to be able to coin West Coast Pilsner, I think nail on the head, uh, yeah. you get plenty of pine uh, beer to here first
1: yeah it's just it's fantastic it's well balanced Boris I go 375 <clears throat> I I uh, I like the beer uh, I had it earlier before we started and um, I kind <clears> of <throat> fell in love with the beer before uh, we talked we started talking about it it's it's really good man I um, it's crushable it's easy going it's one of those beers that it's for, the, for that uh, Budweiser drinker that wants to levitate to something that's not like necessarily a, a crazy beer, this is a perfect balance between, uh, no, not necessarily an introductory beer, but uh, a beer that people can can cross over with a little bit more. And uh, I, I love it, it's a great <clears throat> beer. Good cool. stuff, thank you. Thanks Mariah? for sharing it. I,
6: I love it. I... I thought I was in love with this one, but it's definitely. With it's, the Enio? Yeah. With I like the it better Ineo.
1: than the Enio, to be honest. Yeah,
6: yeah it is. It's
4: very good. So I'm, I'm minority. I'm, I'm interested to see how this goes. Yeah. It's, it's, is it's that very good.
6: racist?
2: What? Because I'm minority? minority? Yeah. I don't. You can't be racist against a minority. I don't think systematic
4: <laughs> racism is, is cultivated. <laughs> I, am, I apologize, <laughs> apologize
0: shade, for Jake's. Minority coming. Go <laughs> ahead, Mariah. It's
6: him. I swear to God. <laughs> um, however, it, it, I, I love it. I love this a lot. Like, I think I, I thought I was in love with this, but I am, I I read on the can that um, it's hella tropical. I don't get too much tropical from it, but I will still rate it's it. So like three point seven. I I love it. Like it's very good. Nice. It's very, very good. It's someone who
5: knows nothing. <laughs> oh, no, no. i
2: i really enjoyed citro with uh, on the west coast uh mm-hmm. style ipas and as i said earlier you know like i like a little bit more ABV, a little bit more like body i guess so this is something that i will be probably drinking more than say the the first one we had the anyo or height no, the, heights. the heights, heights yeah. Yeah. which was a fantastic beer but this this is still like when you when you smell it and when you when you drink there's a little bit of sweetness to it and as, 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 as you know, the tropicalness of it, I guess it's uh, questionable. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you can still you can still feel a little bit of that. The, the I, I think it's like orangey, maybe I don't know. A little citric. Yeah, yeah. I like it a lot.
3: It's West Coast
2: tropical.
0: There we go. <laughs> right, I mean the tropical. land of land Hello. of of citrus. So how close to perfect did you get this beer, as far as your standards are concerned?
3: i love it i mean i i i knew that when we put this beer together that it was going to not only do well like out of the tap room um, but once everybody got a, a look at this label design that we did which is just traditional west coast color scheme um got you got a skateboarder just doing a longboard down a long hill on uh mountainside with the ocean on the other side of it. you know just is that where of,
1: you're from are you from california i'm not you not. No, you have not. a California you live vibe there, too. I, yeah. I, have,
3: I have that. I've heard, I've heard that up okay. from the Northeast. But do you hang <laughs> no, ten. <really?
1: laughs>
4: do you hang ten?
3: I hang ten. Okay. All right. <laughs>
4: That's all that matters. All right, he hangs good, ten. Yeah.
3: But um. Ten inches. No, side. I mean this. This is <laughs> wow. <laughs> Across the board, brother. <laughs> uh, but this this is my go-to right now, and and I'll tell you, like, I'm a I'm a I'm a believer in like let the market tell you what works, and this beer week over week has moved into a solid third place in our taproom sales. Nice. You know? And Deservedly. So,
1: yeah. So how, how do you gauge your beers as far as marketability, as far going into cans and going into the market, into stores, HEBs, and things like that? Are you test, test batching here, uh, doing it in the, releasing it only in the taproom, and then seeing how, how it compares with your other streamlined beers, and then, and then uh, yep. there's a possibility for it to go? Yeah. And also, I, when can we collab as a hot tub beer? yeah <laughs> all the, all the there, questions oh that, yeah. there you
4: go it was put together in
3: the hot tub <laughs> right. uh, no I mean yeah that's how it's how it all starts right you gotta start you gotta start in the tap room because that's our biggest um, immediate consumer base reaction that we can get and it's just like looking at our our sales off the tap wall week in and week out um, looking at the velocity at which we're moving to the product um, we're just asking people, like, what do you think? Like, how do you like this? And then, you know, we try not to, but we're, we do go to the uncapped and to the Google ratings and all the other ratings and kind of look at what people are putting out there and get a sense of where it's at. And then, you know, we go to the market and some of its timing, like, you know, summertime in Houston is when the Pilsners are strong. Um, and then, you know, like we at, at, go towards the tail end of the year, you kick it off with, um, <clears throat> with the Oktoberfest. Because everybody seems to be starting them sooner rather than later, yeah. So like you know somebody somebody's gonna drop theirs at the end of the month. Let's just I I know that's coming out, and then we'll drop ours in September. So they'll be you know August is when the majority of the other breweries will drop their October's, Mm. and and then you know based on last year's reaction to Oktoberfest, it just sold through like overnight, and so, you know. But but we also suffer from our own success in a lot of ways because there are times when we put out like a really good solid beer that just blows off the shelves like the first couple months we put it out and then we put another beer out behind it and everybody immediately is like oh that's my new go-to beer and so that previous beer like WYSIWYG which is what you see is what you get which is a tropical I mean it's a um, it's a, a tropical IPA but um, people like go batshit crazy oh, yeah. for that beer but then you put these pilgrims out around it and everybody's like redirected like their attention.
0: Which which the the, the WYSIWYG. Has kind of a matrix theme on the camp. It does, right? yeah, yeah. Well, so it was super Jake overthought label. we're living in a simulation. <laughs> super overthought. Oh man, I forgot. Yeah, that uh, that happened on air. Yeah, yeah, I didn't mean to derail you, but Jake really thinks we're living in a
4: simulation. Well, no, no, no. It's just the math adds up that we most likely are living in a simulation. To think that we're not is kind of ridiculous. So, I, think, I
2: think you should start a different podcast for that. <laughs> no, no, no.
4: We, we, we had a two hour segment on how Your ridiculous. Flat Earth, uh, podcast no, no, no. We don't go that far. Out. No, no. That, we don't go that far. But with Nordic like toxicity and beer and like, are we in a simulation sure versus man. not, it makes sense. But like, that, that's not what Shane is saying here. We're. He's not saying we are or are we not. Are we in a simulation? Is, is there a possibility that so many civilizations have happened that think that we are in a simulation is, uh, I mean, is the majority look, There are aspect? days I
3: feel like my life is a video game.
4: Yeah, see, you know what I mean? It could are you be. winning? Ah. It could be.
3: I'm 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 eating the yellow dots. <laughs> Waka
4: walka. I've I've heard that at a festival before. Does it mean the same thing I think it means? Well...
0: <laughs> so
4: anyway, take the red next pill time. or the blue pill. That's what gonna <laughs> know.
3: Uh, which one was the one that got him in trouble?
4: <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. I, I don't I don't even know which one means what, but like if it was to get you in trouble, is that the one you'd go for or the one you stay away from?
3: Hey, you only you, you, life is only as good as the risk you take. He said YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <shit.
0: laughs> Oh, I love this, it. It's turned into a millennial it. podcast, real quick. Like, <laughs>
5: we just YOLO'd each other.
3: What the hell does that mean?
0: I I don't know. But
3: you only live once. Oh
5: well, yeah. on. shit!
3: <laughs> come on, come on. You didn't know that, dude? I just I just Look. got the I just I just learned what the gram was the other day. I mean I know what the a gram, gram is, but I mean the gram. gram is the gram. Instagram. He was Instagram.
0: talking about yeah. a
4: gram of weed. Oh. Oh.
2: <laughs> I mean, that just shows you how they still gram. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well
0: <laughs> I wouldn't know I'm not American I don't consume legal things <laughs> Wait <laughs> Things are legal? <laughs> oh. So did you Did you say Whether this is One to four Perfect for you Or whether you can do better uh, This is
3: This is a Ooh. It's a Three Seven five for me Three seven five for
0: you Yeah It can get better But it's, it's pretty it damn It can get solid. better I
3: think I know What I want to tweak in it Or have us tweak in it, tweak in it as, a, as an organization Yes Um but we're going to get there.
4: Hell oh, yeah. I so, love that little bit of struggle. Beer. I really do. I love that struggle with like, what do I truly feel about that? That's like. That was real thinking. This is the moment that I live for, is literally your
0: perspective on your your brewery's beer. It's fun. Yeah, because yeah, you know I, mean? I love the that. Creator's, the creator's uh, opinion of his own art is always yeah. 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 the most interesting. It's,
2: it's it's hard to do. It's too. hard. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah, know, yeah, like absolutely. our five listeners. I know the uh, 12 17 oh, yeah. maybe today. <laughs> you couldn't see the expression That the Shane had But like when He was asking you know, her, like What could we do Do we want to switch it out He actually like Looked like he He, he has been thinking about it So like yeah, That's about. what you can get From New Magnolia You know like They make good beer And then on top of that They're like they Not satisfied a They well, want he to said do better He said it earlier You know
1: We're shit. always going to be Improving on what we're doing 100% so, Oh yeah
2: Absolutely pretty cool. And another and thing that, Go ahead. Another uh, underlying thing about all these beers is that they're very approachable by anyone. You know, like the the non beer drinking can can open up any of these beers and be a really good introduction to them. And at the same time, you know, like our more seasoned, big belly beer drinkers. Um, <laughs> wow. Did I get some big
5: belly beer Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Your big belly, I'm hairy. It, it they can still enjoy out. this beer So, quite so a lot. we're gonna
0: we're gonna take a break and we come back. We're gonna find out if <laughs> all his beers. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and Andre's Andre's looks like <laughs> if yeah. Andreas
4: has a lisp, it's because Tim
0: punched him in the jaw. <laughs> <laughs> we're,
4: we're gonna find
0: out whether all of new Magnolia's beers are palatable to, uh, to fat guys. Alright. We'll, we'll be back in a moment.
4: That's keeping us down. I think we can improve what our entire city thinks about craft. I it
2: differently because, like for example, in other countries, it's not called craft; it's called artisanal. Like in Ecuador, for example, uh, I've, I've met a, a brewer out there. Actually, the owner of the biggest brewery out there. Cool. Um, and you know, they call it artisanal because that sells more than just calling it beer. I so, mean, it, so we're,
0: we're recording it's now, so we're, the, the we're talking, talking.
1: It's just making the distinction of of what. Uh, like, How it was uh, made, who, who made it, and who made it, and that's the distinction. Is the distinct, it craft. right,
0: right, right, and and I think that in, that all everybody's points that they're bringing up are, are, are incredible and valid, right? So whether it's craft, artisanal, or commercial, if it's good beer, it's good beer. Right, and we talked about this a little bit uh, a couple of podcasts ago about diversity in beer. Right, it, it really doesn't matter whether the color of the person that's brewing the beer, the gender of the person that's brewing the beer, if they've got three noses and and, and four tits, it doesn't matter. If the, if the beer that comes out is incredible, then that should be the product. That should be the judge of, of what's going on. And and I like what you said about InBev guys and and those Anheuser Busch guys, those guys that are brewers that they're still incredible brewers they just happen to be working for a you know a huge global collab. Uh, you know a corporation we don't agree well i don't agree with
1: yeah yes well they're they're also providing for their families though you yeah have to think don't be timid mariah
6: no
0: i just saw, because I, you're the female on I'm the not, podcast like, I just today
6: just, i just think that how do local brewers compete with nationwide brewers correct <clears throat> like my, well, that's I mean, a whole product, other level. That's, that's, a, that's a, a third level. Like, how do you, Number one. I will say that <clears throat> for Pride, I was complaining about okay, you breweries want to put out a Pride beer, but they don't want to sell to we'll the talk actual about
4: queer baby.
6: Yes. They don't want to sell to the actual people who sell to the queer community, like, which is Montrose. Then the next like couple weeks after he put that, that podcast out, I don't know if I want to say. Uh, yeah, you can say yeah. whatever okay. you'd like to yeah. say. After, it's hot tub after beers. It was like two weeks after he had that podcast with Eureka Heights. I saw them in there because he brought it up. He brought it up. And it's just like, absolutely. I don't know if it's
0: because of us. We will claim it. Absolutely. <laughs> claim it. We will not deny it. It's on the air But I don't know if it's
5: because of <laughs> it's us.
6: Just, it's, just, it's just that what it is. Sorry, it's just like, however, like, my my brother, he goes through kegs and kegs and kegs and kegs of Dulceki's. But it's realistically when you could probably get a better better brew at a better you know what i mean so it's how do we get anio
4: into your brother's place and how do we sell we'll do right more now. than how do we sell more <laughs> there we go
0: we just sold it yeah, oh, <laughs> no, yeah Here's yeah. the question yeah, yeah. though is so we want our brother steak? runs hamburger mary's
6: and so oh, okay. realistically if like people are going in there hey i want a dolcekies mm-hmm. you're like oh hey no i'm going to give you anio or i'm going to give you heights you know what i mean yes and okay support so local so on one local. of the
1: one of the things that local beer has on on uh, beer that's being imported from another country is freshness. Yes, through um, the, roof. the yeah. fact that the fact that uh, the the freshest beer on earth is the local beer. Period. It's off the canning line, which and, is fantastic. You know, straight off the bright tank or straight off of you know uh, the canning line, whatever it is, it's the freshest beer you're, you're ever going to have, and that's and that is, in my opinion, probably the best selling point uh out of them all just because you're talking about a beer that's been lagered it's been housed in uh like dos equis for instance has been housed in uh montezuma mexico or wherever wherever it is for a while then it's being transported to the u.s it's being housed there so you're talking about a certain period of time where that beer is reached its freshness level where local beer uh, can offer the consumer that, well, that What about Bud Light?
2: Level. Isn't Bud Light made in Houston?
1: Yeah, but there are certain packages only uh, brewed in Houston. It's only uh, uh, plastic bottles, aluminum bottles, and I think uh, uh, glass bottles. As far as like cans are concerned, that's uh, being done in a different facility altogether. But, but the big to... point is, is we
4: need to reclaim our market share as the craft community, as an independent community, right? So instead of importing X, Y, and Z, why not focus on literally Shane doing badass stuff in your neighborhood? you know i'd rather hire my neighbor as, uh, with a premium price for a uh, a
0: construction job at my house than I would a national company well and speak of the devil, we're pouring redwood i p a from Magnolia brewing right now right you want so Kind of shame. Like we're sitting here having this debate right now about local versus commercial and and, and the benefits of each and, and how do we get each where they need to be. Tell us a little bit so. about this Redwood IPA. School us up on this thing and and uh, tell us why yeah. you think it's great.
3: Uh, Redwood West Coast IPA. I mean, when when we like when we decided that we wanted to do an, a, an IPA, we were like, let's go back to the traditional way that IPAs were made. Back when Sierra Nevada was coming up in the 90s, and okay. we literally modeled this after what we thought like the original like Sierra Nevada from 91 would have tasted like to us with modern technology, modern times, the online yards. And so we put this beer together, and we you know we intentionally designed it to be malt forward um, with a strong hop character, uh, which is Centennial and Cascade. You know those are those are popular hops, and so it, it's pronounced on the nose and it just has that incredible like what we call flavor arch where it goes from that malt forward um, taste and then it kind of buries out on the back end with the hops and it's not an overpowering, lingering hops. It's just the kind of hops that is just enough to make you want to go back and drink the beer again.
0: So on on the nose, like so I, I walked through Muir Woods as a kid, you know, in, yeah. in, in San Francisco and seeing all those huge redwoods and like on the nose. That takes me back
3: there. It's piney and resinous. It man, is right out the gate. man. It is, I mean, man. It is.
0: It is sexy on the
3: nose. And, and to us, this is like the way IPAs, West Coast Redhead styles that, that should start and should be the way they sh- the, the beer style should be.
4: So, would you
0: put this in the IPA battle? Would should we enter this into the, the fifth it's segment? A West Coast IPA? style,
1: though. Oh,
5: wow. Sorry.
0: Well, but we haven't. Okay, that's another conversation. We we did some. We did we did three IPA battles. Are you saying we should have a fourth IPA battle? I think we instead should have, have a, a fourth, a final with four in them. I think Redwood has has
4: demanded that we do a fourth.
3: Ooh, demanded, strong demanded. word. Demanded. I,
4: I feel words. like Redwood IPA <clears throat> is in the top contenders, and it demands a fourth so, preliminary for the IPA battles of Houston. It could well, be one
0: a, thing. One thing I wanted to go. I'm Sorry, go ahead, Andres.
2: The, the, the smell, like the the flavor that kind of just lingers within you. It's it's almost like. A really good incense, but okay. like within you, it's it's amazing. It's not very overpowering though. It's it's, it's subtle. It it's is there not, though. It is
0: subtle. This is a great introductory West Coast IPA for those people that are scared from the pine that like coats their tongue. Like this is this just this gets them in the door and, and makes them want to try those more flavors. It, it is really really good. I, I, I do want to touch on something else, and we we talked a little bit about the in bet brewers are brewers and they're smart brewers just as the local brewers are you know smart and intelligent guys and they're both brewing beers and just having to brew for different companies and so your brewer situation is unique your head brewer is your father-in-law yeah that's right so it is is tell me i know my experience with my father-in-law i have a father-in-law <laughs> I I love the oh, guy. Oh, how's this going to okay. well, No, no, no! I love him. So I've been married to my wife for 19 years, right? Um, my best friend. Yes, my, Jake's best friend. Jake Jake doesn't eat all of her food, and so she gets pissed off. She's she's a great cook, which is which is phenomenal one, cook. One of the reasons it. why I married her, right? So I, I so she's I my keep, new best
6: friend because she
5: went to Lilith
0: Fair. She did go to Lilith Fair in high school. Those those stories are still coming out on the podcast, but I my father in law tells these crazy-ass stories that I absolutely love. Like, I just got back from his house last night. He tells a story about a guy that he knew that somebody else knew, and he got a book from them that this guy claimed to know exactly who shot JFK and had the book and wrote it. And I am start Googling it while he's talking. Sure enough, this guy. Oh, uh, gosh. Uh, now, now that I'm here, it, Benny Estes. Huh. Look up Benny Estes and who shot JFK there's going to be a book <laughs> and the guy like I'm, I'm guarantee you and the guy's claims that Lyndon Johnson had JFK killed because he was going to get him off the ticket for the next election and was going to bring in Bobby Kennedy <laughs> okay but he had these stories that matched up wrote a book was from Texas died in Abilene right so those crazy stories I love here from my father-in-law that always end up you know somehow grounded in truth working with your father-in-law do you hear that stuff? <laughs> so coming back, coming Does back. Father-in-law, we Christmas went way Christmas. down the rabbit hole on that one. We so did. <laughs> everything. That's, that's hot tub beer, sir.
3: Uh, no, I, I I love the uh, I love the divergent divergent paths. Um, no, I mean, yeah. My father-in-law is a storyteller, um, who we now are all uh, always like, really, like are you sure <laughs> about those events. Um, I like I, my wife, who's his daughter. She always, said to, she always says that like when they were growing up, you never went to dad for the short answer, you went to him for the long explanation, and you went to mom for the quick and dirty. Awesome. And, um
4: that's how I like it.
3: Yeah, and so yeah, and I mean, it's, it's always like, I, I come in with very well thought out questions from my end, so that I can get a yes or no response, and then I always have to say, whoa, hold on, just a yes or no, uh, yeah. So I mean, yeah, he's a storyteller, um, but he has that's his place that's where he's at in life right now he's you know 72 years old yeah and so he here here he is he's retired right and so he retired as a from a chemical engineering background um doing specialty process engineering for god knows how long 40 plus years uh and then 50 plus years and then he um you know goes into business with me his son-in-law as a head brewer right and he he uh he did it he started off it all started with a homebrew kit in 2001 from defalcos nice and uh birdwell sold me that 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 kit i distinctly remember going in and buying it from scott birdwell who owned defalcos yeah he sold it to sold it to me i gave it to john who was living in mobile alabama like i took it with me to mobile on the plane you
4: know it's surprising how many people from really? mobile live here. And everything?
3: yeah i just packed it as a box for like shipping it <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> different <laughs> times man yeah. way different times um,
1: carboy, glass carboy. Oh well, no, no, I didn't. Early two thousand one, then. Just the two buckets and some.
3: It didn't quite look like a bomb kit yet, right? Right. right. So <laughs> they were like, "Yeah, you're good to go." You was you're, going to Mobile, not right. New York. Yeah, I mean, what's going to happen in Mobile, Alabama? Yeah, wow, wow, like, yeah, I, 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 I would just like to knife blade on the plane with you. You're good to go. Can I introduce
4: everybody to hot tubs? I'm now on a list. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: is the first nine eleven joke we've had on hot tub beers.
3: And so I give give give
0: him a Andreas, congratulations.
2: (laughs) I didn't go there. That's just said early 2001. Yeah? Okay, cool. Moving on. This
4: this is is hot tubs. You're on a list now. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Talking about a storyteller, though. Shane over here. I'm I'm loving listening to you, man. Well, thanks. Thanks. I mean, you're hanging out with your uh, father-in-law too much. Well, well, yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> so,
4: so you flew out all the brewing equipment and everything to brew to Mobile, Alabama. Of all yep. places, Mobile. Mobile. And and he
3: had just come back from living in Switzerland for two years. So the story he had, gets way more
4: in depth. Yeah. So he had had
3: all this really great like European beer, and he'd fallen in love with it. And he came back to the U.S. and he was like, I'm gonna start making bread because he was baking bread over there. And so he was making bread. And giving it away to his like friends at church and work and everywhere else, and so I knew he was like into crafting something by way of bread, and then I gave him the homebrew kit, and he went crazy. He brewed beer <laughs> nonstop for the next like 10 years, and then in 2011, when I moved back to Houston, I said, "Hey, John, like I need some beer for um, one of our parties at the house for Halloween or this that or the other. Do some stuff." So he makes it. And everybody's like, "Where'd you get the beer from?" I'm like, we made it. They're like, no way. I'm like, swear to God, we made it. They're like, "Okay, uh, prove it." And I'm like, "Well, look, it's in the garage. It's like this is where it came from." And they're like, "Okay." And then then people are like, "Can you make it for me?" And I was like, "Hey, John, I think we should go to go to all grain we we're doing extract." So we went to all grain. And then two years of all grain, out of 20 20 gallons versus five gallons, people were still like, "Hey."
1: If, Did you have a system or anything like that, like a like a Blickman or anything with, at a twenty gallon? Uh, or are you doing gravity? Gravity, gravity, all, gravity all gravity, yeah, all gravity, yeah,
3: gravity on twenty, yeah. Wow. So we um, we had transitioned over to gravity, and again we're going to the Falcos, buying everything from Birdwell, and Birdwell, you know, he was the grand, he's the grandfather of Houston craft beer, right? He's been around, long, he was around longer than anybody else, and he he has trained or taught or coached more current head brewers or brewery owners, even if you go all the way back to um, Brock Wagner, I mean, he was buying his stuff from, from Scott way back in the day. And so Scott's coaching John, and John knows no stranger, right? John's my father-in-law, my head brewer. He knows no stranger. And so he befriends Scott and everybody at, at the Falcos. And so they kind of take him under, and they're like coaching him, telling him how to do this, that or the other, like training him up. And so, john goes through this like two-year period where he and i are doing all grain 20 bar- 20 gallons and then i go to craft brewers conference and i come back and i'm like we're buying a one barrel tippy dump and he's like for what i go because we're going to start a brewery i'm like we're going to start a brewery like we got to do this and it was 2012 2013 that we did that and then 2014 the legislation in texas changed to allow for brew pubs yeah and i did all the research and i was like holy crap like this is the most untapped craft beer market in the united states we had eight breweries back then
5: yeah
3: eight and then i'm like this is we have tons of runway in front of us if you look at the per capita consumer rate in houston relative to other saturated yeah. markets in north america we are we had we had eight craft breweries in 2011 I mean, eight in 2012, 2013. And we had probably like a dozen in 2014. And I like, think
2: changed. like five of them are opening like just this year. Like We're
4: above 50 second, now, yeah. In 2021, we're above yeah.
3: 50. Right. And so, when you, so I, I read a really cool thing from Bart Watson um, with the um, Brewers Association. Texas is number 46 by the number of breweries per capita. But we're the second... Largest beer-consuming market in North America.
4: Yep. Wow! What? So yeah. that's interesting. Texas. I, I want to re. I want to. I want to tie this Texas. back in. Texas. Is it not our duty to reclaim our market share? Absolutely. It is. It is our duty to reclaim right. our local right. market yeah, you share. You're going to think political, all political
1: all today. That's not even political. <laughs> Bush and it's about to be. <laughs> and Bud or King, you know, in and, and those rural areas, and you know, we're, we're talking about. Certain areas of, of Texas, like Dallas and Austin, San Antonio, like certain area, market areas, right? Um, and you know, I, I I feel like it's very untapped as far as uh, we, we as far as expendable months. income
5: yeah. is yeah.
1: concerned. You know, we're one of the one of the last uh, markets to hit as far as uh, you know if there's some sort of uh, uh, what's it called uh, saturation. Yeah, uh, saturation, we'll saturation but also uh, uh, when the market economy goes goes south, you know, we're one of the last. Uh, oh, Houston's cities. real estate—it's uh, fantastic. Yeah, sorry, yeah, recessions.
5: Yeah, yeah. Um,
3: so Houston's always run counter cyclical to for the sure. recessionary markets. Yeah, um, because of our uh, job base and everything that kind of is here in Houston. So when I was living in New York, we used to talk about the Houston economic market at, at, at like great length when I was in grad school in New York. And everybody was like, well, why, why? The big question is why is it so successful as a city? And the, what everybody pointed to was like, oh, we have no zoning, so you have this incredible economic development process and capability all across the city of Houston. And then you have this, this multicultural, broad-based um, employment like a platform. And then and then so you got all these people from all the different parts of the world coming to Houston to work and with them They bring all of what they've been able to succeed on and when you look back at like the success of New York City, for instance This is what I always go back to being a New Yorker I can go back and say like New York was built by Europeans, right? And Europeans came in with all these diverse backgrounds and they were able to lend all of their struggles so that they could succeed Houston is the same way. We are nice parallel. have incredible diversity, and diversity from struggle, and struggle leads to resilience, yeah. and that is who we are as a city. And look, I mean, it by just by way of like how we get through our hurricanes and our floods and our yeah. freezes. Yes, yeah, but strong. go be just go beyond that. I mean, you can go so much further than that. You go all the way back to all the culture that's here between the Czech, the German, the Pilsner, the Eastern Europeans, Mexican. I mean. Mexican, I mean, yeah. Filipino, I mean, South American, I mean, you just, you name it, this is the, the, the most culturally diverse city in, in North America, And yeah. hands down. And I think that right <clears throat> there creates such a unique fabric and, and to this, to like, the the the, the, the 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 interwoven fabric of this community is so tight because of all the diversity that exists here, that we're built for a long-term, um, like... Possibilities, long-term possibilities
0: and you're bringing to the market a really clean west coast ipa to a very diverse community right and so if you're looking at this in your tap room how has this diverse community latched on to this west coast ipa that you're producing here yeah andreas keeps pointing you can't see andreas point to himself (laughs) yeah but uh he is the hispanic in the corner <laughs> that, is, uh, that is saying, I fucking love it. No, 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 hold on, let's be yeah. the whitest Hispanic in the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're
4: right, you're right,
2: That's right, right. racist.
5: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fucking Irish, I'm dark, and I you. Huh? <laughs> hey man, I don't, I, I tan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: How has it gone over in terms of taproom sales? This is a great beer. Yeah, I mean. And the
2: Heights is also very unique within the Houston market. The Heights, especially around this area, it has been gentrifying a lot in the past. I mean, where we're talking about anything goes in the Heights or a little bit ago, just jokingly. Literally, 50 years ago, anything went in the Heights. The Heights was untouched by all the the money. You know, like, it was the slums. It it was, you know, shankings and killings everywhere. Not going to lie. Look it up. Different podcast.
5: But coming back to it, you know, it's, it's a
2: li- I, I do feel that it is a little bit difficult to tap into all demographics being this deep into the heights.
0: Oh, so, you're saying, so you're saying we're going to get limited diversity this deep in the heights?
2: I do. I do think so.
0: What do you think? As, as the guy who's behind the... the, the, the
2: I'm a taps? nobody,
1: though. Why? Because of money? Because there's money out here? It's there who lives around here, right? It's
0: in. about
6: the but economic it's... factors about people who live around there. Yeah. But that's I, what it is. I will,
3: I will say that, like, if you want to go live in West U, you know who your neighbor is. If you yeah. want to go live in... Um, over there in, in River Oaks, you know who your neighbor is. You want to come live in the Heights, you're... You're seeking adventure. You're you're open-minded, and you have a different like. I mean, we, it's true. I mean, yeah. I look around, and I have I have a Hispanic neighbor. I have um, neighbor neighbors of all ages, all all cultural backgrounds that yeah. live right down the street. Indian asian everybody. i saw a hooker cool on crutches all the way there, here. right and there, and, but, but a you don't you stop but i
0: don't <laughs> i didn't i kind of wanted to stop and, and i have a five pool
3: but let me let me say <laughs> let me say this like i don't like we look around the heights and we don't see anything other than a neighbor
0: and okay? that there's and, there, and, there and, and, in, in essence is what we want to hear
3: you go you go to west u and you see color in the in 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 one of the stores, and you're like, oh look, we're diverse.
4: Yeah, that I can doesn't agree with make that. you diverse. West U is its diverse. own little bubble of. But I mean, the bubbles exist own, everywhere. Its own police department, its own everything, and right. I do I do have to agree with with um, you know the Heights is very diverse, and as much as I cannot afford to live here, and I'd love to live here. Uh, it's still very diverse, and I think at least we have, you know, some symbolism of
0: progress at this point, you know, outside of West U, because West U is kind of its own role. Well, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think the point, coming back to it, is like, it, it, and correct me if I'm wrong, but what I got at this, like, diversity doesn't necessarily have to do with what you look like and the color that you are, right? Because you can go to West University, and you can see tons of different color, but it's not going to be very diverse right so i can come here and or you know pick a spot you know we're, we're picking on the heights because we're in the heights right now right but our our, our color doesn't determine our experience Your are the way that you grew up your economic factors right uh, i i don't know I, w- I was brought up as a biracial kid like i'm a half mexican half half uh half Irish, i forget right yeah, yeah what, no, McGuire, you're a mcguire <laughs> yeah yeah God bless the Irish. So, <laughs> he, but I was always told when I was growing up, you're not, you're not Mexican, you're not white, you're, you're Tim. That's all you are. 100, right? And and so that's that's the that's the mantra I've, I've taught to my kids. It, my kids like they're people asking what they are. They're like, well, I'm TC. I live like nothing, we don't give a shit. Like we are who we are. And and that that being taught to me is nobody else gets to define your experience except for you is huge i think we get caught up in allowing other people to define our experience right does that make sense totally right and, and so i think right. from from what you're saying here in the heights like y'all seem to have this unique community where nobody defines your experience by your color of your skin we're, we're all here we're that's a it, that's it doesn't it. matter we're, we're a here. community. We're and, building and community. let's drink some great west coast redwood ipa redwood while IPA. we're at it you're here did, your I say, did i say it wrong can i get a no
4: nope, that's
2: <laughs> Salud, nas So uh, now
0: we are we are 24 minutes deep in this in this segment. We gotta rate it. We gotta rate it.
3: <laughs> Be quick, I gotta okay. hit the head.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I all right. I'm gonna go 3.782, and I really love West Coast IPAs. This one hits it. I kind of like them a little bit more pine forward, but I see this is where. This is kind of like an introductory West Coast IPA. This is a crushable West Coast IPA if there's such a thing. I absolutely love it. Shane, you go next. next?
3: I I mean, I love it too. Um, It it takes me back to the original Sierra Nevada. and 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 I know we landed on it because Gustavo, who's the sales rep for Sierra Nevada, comes in and buys all the time and sends it back to California, and they say they love it there. So that's a huge prop that's to awesome. us. Like that's a big nod to this Gus beer. Gus is great. He's a such, he, a good such, such a great such guy. A I dude. mean, definitely helped us in more ways than we can thank him for. Um, what would I do different? Probably nothing. I don't know. Like this is to me like just is emblematic of the way IPAs West Coast style should be done. Um, on a rating, I solid 4.8 for me. 4-8 out
0: four of eight. 4. You're going wow. over. 3, eight, three, eight, three eight. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought we were at the fives. There five <laughs> <here. laughs> three since here. 3-8, 3-8.
4: Cool.
2: Uh, nice 2-6. Andres. Uh, I like this beer. It's a nice West Coast. Uh, it has a nice color. It has a nice aroma, as I said earlier. And, and it has a this, this flavor that just lingers with you a little bit. But it's very distinctive to the West Coast and especially to this one. Uh, I'd say is a three seven five,
5: Boris?
1: Oh. Yeah, I, I agree. Three seven five. Um, West Coast styles <clears throat> for me. I, I think of Green Flash. I mean that's that's for me the standard West Coast style IPA. Yeah. This is um, this is comparable to it. It's very. Uh, I think it's more approachable in my opinion than than Green Flash. Uh, there's a finish to it that that um, uh, is. Is uh, not as pronounced as Green Flash, so I like that. I like the, the the fact that once it's once I swallow, it's gone. The flavor is gone. It's not. It doesn't linger too too much. And um, I really like the color too. It really kind of uh, expresses the redwood. You got that reddish hue in there. Um, it's a lot of really good qualities about the beer. Very complex. So,
0: Mariah, Boris really loves to swallow on this beer, and you, your take? How's it yeah. feel in your mouth? <laughs> I uh, it's really good in my mouth. Would you swallow? Uh, oh, yeah.
6: I did, yeah. So when I first got introduced <laughs> to New Magnolia, this was the first beer that I had. It was in a flight, and um, it was my first, uh, they organized it by what I had. And,
5: right, right, right. Yeah,
6: so this is the first one, and I, I just fell in love with it. So when I got here, I ordered it because it's
5: amazing it's yeah it was your first beer here yep. yeah it's
6: my favorite IPA I, nice. I say
0: this is your favorite IPA
6: ever wow, wow. nice huge yeah. so nice. yeah. very good and this is going up again because I really thought I loved lunch but then I tried this and it's this very good
0: nice good okay so what are you gonna give it
6: I'm gonna give it like a 3.9 Nice. nice. And this is someone who knows nothing and is like Oh, you got it. You got that. I know I that. I know that. But you know no, more you know, than you think you do. Yeah. I right. thought I really loved lunch, but I think I really like Listen, this.
0: humility is is overrated on our podcast. Without a doubt. Have you yeah, met yeah. me? Well, one yeah, of the yeah. things is met me?
1: one of the things that you have that you bring to the table that nobody else does is uh, pre you know, just preconception of the beers of with the way that they're supposed to taste, and I think that uh, you coming in is refreshing, to be yeah. honest. Like, oh yeah, I don't have a, you know, I am I'm, I'm kind of uh, counting on you to to give the uh, uh, more. Uh, how do you it. say? A
4: genése
2: quoi?
1: A quoi. Like uh, you know, uh, you uh, a, novi- a, a, a oh, more okay. novice look at, <laughs> at, at the beers, and, and it's not a bad thing. I think it's a great thing, actually. So, so awesome. did did
0: everybody get their chance nope. to rate? Oh, Jake, Jake hey. is the last rater. Uh, as the officially
4: unofficial antagonist, uh, I'm gonna go with 3.5. It's for me very very sweet. Uh, I think it's a fantastic drinkable IPA. I think the sweetness overtakes the bitterness. I don't think it's as balanced as I would prefer. Uh, overall, it's a fantastic beer. I would still recommend to anybody, but for me, it's a three point five.
2: Fair
1: enough. Cool.
0: Beautiful, beautiful section. Yeah, and, and and I'm glad you highlighted the the addition of Mariah because we do have some new additions. We got uh, Andreas. We got Mariah. Boris is coming in. Uh, not you know associated with no label. Uh, just to just to jump in on the podcast and i love it and the addition that everybody has added this this episode it's going to be longer but this is probably one of the most entertaining and fun episodes that we've had a chance to do so we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with a medal winning beer correct shane that's right all right i forgot about that one. another medal winning beer (laughs) no you did favorite style (laughs) will be back So, experiences on acid. (laughs) Did you just hit record? I did just hit record. So, experiences on acid were what we were talking about during the break. Yeah,
1: (laughs) you guys. Blew Tim out of water. My worst experience on acid was whenever I flew to Albuquerque. uh,
5: Yeah. I took it. I took I took yeah, acid uh, 45
1: minutes the before uh, the flight. Where are you flying out after of? A while, I was uh, IAH. Sorry, and I went to Albuquerque, uh, and it, shell was, oil, it was oh, it was two then, hours of of uh, absolute fucking uh, um, agony. So yeah. I've never I've work never, work I've never the, been the, so uh, paranoid in my entire life. And the
4: turbulence over New Mexico and Arizona is like
1: ridiculous.
0: It's crazy. Yeah, and
1: every little bump, your it was it was no no fun whatsoever. So uh, we're, some, we're moving had
0: on had from from no fun cool. acid
5: experiences <laughs> <laughs> to Jake's <laughs> favorite, them, style Ooh, favorite style of beer. Let's do it. Yeah.
0: So, and I thought nothing but the world of them all. This we're this style of beer that we're going with. Uh oh, we're on. Oh, yeah, 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 we're, oh, we're, we're on. We snuck outside. up on you. Mm. So, did
4: you want to introduce this beer or did you want me to introduce this beer? Oh, since you love it so much, Jake, I know you're just dying to do this. Okay, so I'm going to be straightforward. This is my first time having a new Magnolia's Graditsky. Um, How'd you say it? Graditsky. Would you like to pronounce it better, Shane? Gradziski. Graziski He because is Polish. There is a Z yeah. in there. Graziski mm-hmm. I say Gradziski either way so uh the basis of the style uh is a hundred percent smoked polished wheat that's been smoked right that's the basis of the style that's the historic style of the beer now i haven't tasted it yet i'm not going to taste it until i get through this right i have no problem with any current graditskis what i really have to say though is how has this style stood uh, uh the aggression in in uh How has it stood time, really? You know what I mean? It's 100% Polish smoked wheat, which in itself does not sound appetizing. just, you talk about an all-wheat beer to begin with, which is very rare, right? So the majority of your wheat beers are gonna be 51%, uh, plus or minus some, because you need kind of that balance to go with it. And you're gonna tell me it's 100% wheat, and 100% smoked, and it's just, to me, that's an abhorrent style, and that has stood the test of time. Abhorrent? Abhorrent. Wow. A-B-H-O-R-E-N-T, or something. There's there. Yeah,
0: there's no spell check on, uh, on hot tub But
4: I, I just, I, I feel it's such an abhorrent style that, like, how has it made it this far and it still just be based out of something that is just ridiculous? And I think for itself, it speaks such loud words, but also, what the fuck are y'all drinking? So, anyways, I haven't tried the beer yet. I'm sure it's fantastic, but let's get into it. And Shane.
3: <clears throat> yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm on. Uh,. The beer was—we did this beer by accident. Um, I said, them, <laughs> "How?
4: How do you do that on accident?"
3: I—I'll tell you. I—I uh, I said to John, I don't know, five years ago. Hey, I want to make a smash, and he's like, "What okay. do you mean?" I said, yeah, "I just smash—single malt, single hop, right?" So that—that's all that stands for. Very basic, clean, naked. Don't screw it up, kind of beer. Otherwise, it's bad. And he he comes to me after three weeks, and I was thinking, like, Smash IPA, Pale Ale, something easy. He comes back to me and he goes, hey, I found this really cool recipe for this 400-year-old Polish smoked wheat ale. And it's Smash. And he's like, I think it's, like, really cool because it ties back to what we're trying to do with this new Magnolia and Magnolia Brewing Company, historical, Rochlau style. Nice. He's like, so we should try it. And he's like, "I, I, I don't. He's like, I only know that, like, Live Oak does another version of this in Texas.
1: Oh, yeah, they're, they're Roush beer.
3: It's Roush. Yeah. Yep. Roush. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 Like, All right, let's do it. And so we, we do it on our one-barrel pilot system at the time. We do it and produce it. And immediately, I was like, nope, not for me. Like, nope. not my style of beer. Um, I get it, but it just doesn't work for me. And he, he, John, fell in love with it. John fell in love with it. And we went around to all of our friends for the next two years to, here, try this. Everybody's like, I don't know what to make of this. Is it, uh, like, should I, like, put lime juice in it with some pepper, or should I, like, make a cocktail with it? And we had people doing all sorts of funny stuff. We were, at one point, thinking, like, this is a great, like, backer to, like, a Jameson shot or some other whiskey shot. So we were, like, thinking, how do we promote this when we open the brewery? And then, uh, (laughs) <laughs> Lo and behold, we're like, hey, let's enter this in the historical category for GABF in 2020. <laughs> and we did, and we won a bronze medal for it.
0: Nice.
3: Right? Awesome. So, Congratulations. Right? So, so, we, so we win this. Lots of applause. That was our first medal um, in 2020, <laughs> the second one was the Heightsight Lager. Um, and we won this, and I was like, of course. We win a medal in the most obscure category where it's the smallest market
1: ever. And now we have to brew this all the fucking now time. Now, yeah, right. And
3: then, no sooner, <laughs> fucking GMF is over, the next day everybody's like, I want the Grodzinski. We're like, wow, we don't have any on <laughs> hand. We don't have any on hand. Uh, and then what we realized is that after we brewed it again, like after that from popular demand, like every beer nerd, home brewer, all the like, Brewery production people from across Houston came in in groves, and they're like, "Please make this all year round. Like, you need to do this beer. This is a fantastic beer. Like, you guys
2: nailed it." Would you call that hype from them? In general, like having a very obscure kind of like a cult, cult classic, maybe even if you want to call it, having like a strong. Just people wanting something that is more like of a traditional style. I, I don't want an IPA because I'm cooler than that. Uh, I want to like go to the obscure thing. I want to go to the historic way.
4: Historically
2: abhorrent, yeah. Yeah. A I mean, would you, <laughs> hey, Jake, would you say that they want second best in the, of the worst? I, that's actually pretty good to okay. say. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I wouldn't call yeah, it that. Tasting, I wouldn't call without, it that. Without that's tasting the, the beer, that is, that is not a bad way from my perspective, a very so narrow who were, who perspective. who were first
2: and second? Uh, they were second.
4: No, we, we'll we took a bronze.
2: It. Oh, bronze! We, we took a
4: bronze.
2: Um, I'm not American again. Uh, I don't oh, know yeah. how these <laughs> ratings go. My country has never won a gold medal. Actually, one gold medal, baby.
4: <laughs> what event? But never a uh, fast
2: walking. <laughs> <laughs> that no. <laughs> that the guy that won it had like a the, so compa- the His lung capacity of like basically having almost like three oh. lungs. Yeah. He was born like with this thing and really good, and he found his way. Hell yeah. Jeffrey Sompettis, if you're listening, please support this podcast.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you coward. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was Tim's line.
2: He was not a coward, <laughs> no, man. he's a
1: badass.
2: <laughs> he's a national hero. Just like this beer probably was at one point. For Poland, yes. So
4: who
1: Polish was people this? have weird uh, <laughs> heroes. I, I wish I could
3: remember. Honestly, I can't. Um, I, I, I don't even remember what they were. What other types of beers were entered in the historical category? I mean, it's, it's, it's like Domf beers, um, these old, uh, it's kind uh, of broad. Uh, it is. So these are like the most obscure beers, so you never really think or talk about them much. So with GABF, I don't know Gruid. if you want to talk about this. But, um, yeah, <laughs> category. That's a style. And yeah. yeah. Nobody fucking does it. Well, that the thing style. is, is like, you're not competing, like, this beer didn't compete against any other Grods, mm-hmm. or as we call them, Grodziskis, in the right. category. It literally stood the, against itself, only, it competed against only itself and the judges that tried all the other historical beers. So I, I kind of say to people, like, this is the equivalent of winning, like, a bronze in any category, or yeah. every category. Yeah. Because you're not competing against another grad who was made, that was made better. You're competing against a historical style according to the style guide. Yes. Right? And so, yeah, there was... However, forty plus entries in the, in this category because it it's a narrowly competed category. It's like but I, I love
0: it because it fits in your wheelhouse, right? Like you're an homage brewery to the old Magnolia right. brewing of, of Houston, right? Your 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 lagers are homage lagers because when Magnolia was here, they were producing lagers year round and 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 high volume producing lagers year round, and and this kind of fits in the wheelhouse with this history. And, and like I talked about with the, you know my father-in-law telling stories and. And this whole deal, I, I love the story of the histories of beer. And this fits right in with us. Right. Right? Like, it, like I, it, it seems like an odd duck, but in an odd way it fits into your scheme. Well, you know, it, it fits our karma that we, that has fallen upon us.
3: Yes. Because we're an homage brewery doing historical, retrospective beers, European styles. And here we win an award in both this and a lager.
0: So if I'm going to look at this... What off. should a Grodziski beer taste like, smell like? I mean, this is it. It's it's Satz Hops,
3: right? And it's just um, Weierbach. Why we- I can never say
1: the damn name. Weierbach. Yes, the German. He's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a killer. Um, Are there any any other words you want me to uh, pronounce correctly? Boris is German. He <laughs> <You emailed laughs> it. Boris got <laughs> it for what us. is that Russian? And it's and we
3: we import it direct from Germany. Um, and they 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 um, they do the oak smoke treatment to it, um, and we, we get it in, and we make very small batches of this. And when we won the award, they actually had this thing where if you win an award with any of their grain made, they actually send you a a, a bright red jumpsuit. Really? Yeah. You got it? We have it. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, and so I don't obviously I don't wear it. i Does brewer. John wear it when he brews it? He should. He should. He, look oh, yeah. awesome. he would look awesome. He looks like Super Mario, Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, or an air traffic controller. That, yeah, that just... <laughs> back in the bay, bring it on in. But uh, it's really kind of a, a fun thing. No, I mean, you know, it's so there. So a lot of times these beers go sideways because they wind up tasting like ham water. Remember like those little flat, yes. wide hams that you used to get as a kid? Like you the mean the ones pub. we still eat? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, so, yeah, yeah. So. You know, it's like when you bake a honey baked ham and you like had that like baked ham smell in the house and you like you see the water and like, yeah. you drizzle all over the top of it and then you try the spoon and it tastes like ham. Like that's that's when they go <laughs> sideways. So there's, it's a fine balancing act between like not being hammy but being smoky, dry, and having a hot profile on the back end. And the thing about the, um, the smoking process of the grain itself is is it's impossible to nail it the same exact way in between batches or Every grain batches that. right so there's always a slight variation in the in the production of the of the grain that actually gets made into a beer long term so and, are you
4: would you would, would it be safe to say that it's a rudimentary process of drying and smoking the grain
3: i mean the, they're professionals in germany they do it They've been doing it for hundreds of years. They know how to do it better than anybody else. Uh, we have, I have no part in that. On you know, for, yeah. for us, um, I don't know. Honestly, I would love to see how they do it because I know back in the day, the way they did it was on open pit fires with oak underneath, burning up and just drying out the grain. Yeah. I imagine to this day it's done much the same way in order to impart that that oak flavor. And it's a very specific oak tree that's grown that they use, and it's only in Europe. And there's a there's a whole like technical um, Germans,
5: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, well, that's it, that's it, the it big it thing follows, in Germany. That's the big right. thing
1: is ingredient, the quality of ingredients. What, in what is that called again?
5: The, Reinheitsgebot, the, the yeah. Well, no, that's Meaning, that's the German purity, purity law. Purity, but I mean purity
3: It kind of follows like that same mindset that they have in with with grain and everything else. Like it's this is the the tree that we're going to use, and this is the approach and how we're going to smoke this this grain out. We actually have tried it with another. Texas based maltster that smokes their beer and we got straight up ham water and the and you can tell when it's not right because you run your tongue over the roof of your mouth and it feels like a slip and slide it's like it's like super viscous you almost mm. get like a, a film on the top of your tongue in the roof of your mouth and when you when you do it right it's dry um so this this i mean this this particular batch it's not as Bone dry as the one that won the award, but it's pretty damn close. So we'll find out. We're gonna submit this again at GABF here. Um, I, I remember,
1: week. I remember having Live Oak Mouthfeel uh, back in the day when they first came out with it, um, and it was, it was like, it was bacon. It was pre-cooked bacon. That's what it, t- it smelled like, mm. and then it, it, it tasted like, it was like. A, It was almost, it had like a seafood almost type flavor to it, but it was so complex and so uh, wild that you didn't really, you couldn't put your, 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 uh, your finger on it. But, and I know that since then, this was in the beginning of live oak, uh, since then I'm sure their recipes have evolved since then, but, uh, I remember that first batch was like super, and like you're saying, I couldn't, I really, I couldn't drink a, a, a pint of it because... You could tell that there was something in there that was kind of oily, uh, kind of gave you a, a weird mouthfeel. Yeah, and not nothing <clears> against Live Oak whatsoever. Too late. Yeah, Taylor Gregory. Yeah. No, no, I love Live Oak. Don't, don't get yeah, me wrong. I do. This I is know. in a, I love Live this Oak. This is when they were they were delivering beer f- straight from Austin yeah. in, a, in a white van to Flying Saucer well yeah. straight from the brewery you know the self distro they didn't do they didn't even have Ben Keith back then so Mariah I
0: caught you with your nose over the glass just kind of sniffing in and enjoying it so like on the nose what are you what are you smelling what are you getting out of this thing
6: I love this it's intoxicating I want to smell it I, I love it I love it so much I I get smoked I get meat um mm-hmm. I'm chill but I get it. I get it.
0: <laughs> but I, I love it. I you have know. no idea yeah. what you're talking about, Mariah. I love it so
6: much. And then you still... I have a problem with um, smoked anything. Um, I came from somewhere that used liquid smoke, and I hated it. Oh. I hated it so much because it was overbearing. And then I tried something the other day that had smoked, like, the, that campfire breakfast thing. And yeah, yeah, was the like,
4: Quero
1: breakfast.
6: Yes, and I didn't like it too much because it was like... Uh, too much for me but this I enjoy it so much I can smell it all day I can drink it and I feel like I'm eating like cured salty meat I, I love this I, I really do like that's I could drink I can drink this all day if I could like I, I get That's really? like, that and expected. I think
1: I think food pairing wise uh, I think it Jeez.
6: compliments
4: you gotta be careful though I'd need something fatty as
6: hell yeah, yeah. Fatty, as,
1: fatty as hell oh
3: and it's awesome with barbecue yeah, I mean, hands down. Like when we do, when we've done our barbecue events here, and we've had this on, people just like, go, I didn't think I was gonna like it with barbecue, and oh my god, it's so good, because they're they're drinking the beer that tastes like the food they're eating, as opposed to it being like a total disconnect. Yes. Between between flavor and like what they're perceiving. Would you cook with this though?
4: Oh, you can. I would
6: cook it, with
4: this. I would cook with this.
6: Like set it over meat over time. Over
4: I would reduce I this into like a chocolate, like, uh, oh, like a brownie cake. About, uh, you
0: know what works. I mean? Like
4: a soft. Uh, we're getting away from means,
2: we're going into sweets. Yeah, oh oh, yeah right. I'd
4: go straight for sweets with this. Yeah. The smoky to balance the extra sugar. So, like and the fat. cuddling
2: after the fact? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I cuddle <laughs> after. After the means. Not before. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no You don't cuddle mean, before you're No, after. He, he falls
4: no, asleep. Only after. I'm just saying. <laughs> I had a lot of beer.
2: That's Boris uh, saying that whenever he's. Uh, <laughs> well, he's sitting on Tim's lap. You just, <laughs> hey, are you no, judging? Did I'm did just. just babe, say, I might just be a little jealous, but this might be the, no, the, the beer talking. Listen, <laughs> Nancy.
5: <laughs> did you just
2: say Boris is a salute? <laughs> I never slept shame cuz that's not appropriate. Not appropriate. Remember that. You're entitled to your own body. You can do whatever you want with it.
4: Damn straight. Son if you want money for it, that's on you.
0: But he said slut. Is that different from slut? No. You know.
2: <laughs> I'm not a teenager no more. YOLO. <laughs> I
0: I I agree with Mariah on the nose. Like the I, I really do enjoy the smell. I, I I can sit there and smell that all day long. The the flavor, I enjoy it. I don't know that I can drink it all day long, but I enjoy sitting there and sipping that. I, I want to drink. I I want a brisket sandwich right now. If if that makes any sense, like it made this beer made me want to pair food with it instead of like drinking beer and wanting a food with that beer. This beer made me want to go out and like search for the food that goes with it. I want a. I want pork ribs next to this thing. I want a brisket sandwich next to this thing. Like, it, it, it's very interesting.
3: And in, anybody in want to
0: guess promo. the ABV? Uh, I'm going to guess low 4.3. SB 5. 2.7. Of course.
2: 3.8.
1: It's probably in the sixth senior fours. base. But what what are grads normally coming in at? Well, Where they normally come in at? That's cheating. That's cheating.
0: That's, that's <laughs> a self serving answer. <laughs> Fair question. Mm. The uh, I'm saying the meat, the, they're smoking the malt, so it's kind
3: of kill some of the It's sugar. 8%. Uh, if it were 8%, I'd have a line around the corner. Right? <laughs> I think That's,
1: it's 5.4 or 5.6 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, with this
4: clarity, it's not going above 7. There's no way with this clarity. What do you got? 3.5. 3.5, really?
1: I yeah.
5: said 3.8. I was just joking oh, about
2: the 8 so it's, alone. It's
1: what it's tested out at. Right. Oh. Yeah. How are you getting your the beer so clear? This, this is I mean all of your beers have been very, very clear. Nice point. Yeah, I mean it's just cold fermentation.
3: Just
0: knowing how to use cold the, crash and all the cold that. crash. Yeah. Yeah. So you're cold crashing your IPAs as well? Everything, yeah.
3: Oh yeah, you name it. I mean there isn't anything that doesn't spend a couple days or more going through a cold crash. Yeah. But it's the difference of being able to bring your system down to the thirties when you want it to like drop all that heavy sediment out. Right. Because you know, once once you once you pass freezing, everything all the all the heavy sediment collects, coagulates, and then drops. Right? You can add Biofine and other product into the into the beer, and other breweries centrifuge, get rid of it all, depending on what they're doing. But um, we cold crash, and then we carbonate, and then it comes out nice and clean. And that's probably one of the best compliments we get from other uh, like brewery industry people. Come in, they're like, considering what you guys have system wise and the way your product comes out, like that's a huge. Like success factor and why yeah. we come back here all the time
1: no every every beer that that uh you put in front of us has been i mean abs- i can see her i can see jacob through it and you know through it so yeah fantastic you
4: see me through it i can see do you i look it. better or worse yeah you look better you <laughs> look better when you <laughs> drink way <it>. better
0: <laughs> so uh yeah hot tub only fans coming soon only tubs. Only tubs. For our tubby bunnies out there. For our tubby bunnies this out there. This is to all our tubby bunnies out there. Yeah, we're gonna imagine <laughs> oh, that they're all... Yeah, yeah it's... it's Mar- Mariah says that we're gonna have a big market. I
6: think you guys will.
0: See?
6: saying. <laughs> Do <laughs> we have to show well.
0: our wieners to have a big market? No, I think you... That, that will
2: make a smaller market. You,
4: yeah, you would not be our PR agent if that was the case. <laughs> Just
3: keep
5: it hairy, keep your pants on. That's <laughs> Keep love. it keep hairy. hairy and keep <laughs> it pants on.
3: Keep your uh, bearings.
2: Also, I, I think you're I heard a grandmother say that one season away from
3: having had people sign disclaimers.
0: <laughs> 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 I can agree with that one. I can agree with that one. Uh, so let's go ahead and rate this beer, the Grodzinski. Did I say it right? You did, yes. Granzitsky. Nice. Oh, Zitzky. I'm uh, so I was born in Huntsville, guys. Okay, um, <laughs> I grew up there. I I left. I didn't realize I had a Huntsville accent until I moved to Conroe for my junior year. And the Conroe Jill. kids were making fun of my... Oh, jeez. Yeah. The Conroe she, kids? Yeah, yeah. I had a friend named Jill. She goes, my name is not Jill, Tim. My <laughs> no, name she... is Jill. I was like, all right, Jill. Fuck, I'm from 45 minutes down the road. Don't... don't."
2: For Europeans out there, Jill is um, a name for a woman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> they, thank you. Hot tub translations.
2: Absolutely. Yes. He, he had, he had, he had to... You got the German and stuff, but hey, <laughs> I got my own spice.
0: Huh? As what opposed is Jill, to you. I used to Jill. Jill? 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 Uh, you? Jill? Jill? Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's not a name.
1: Yeah, they, names in Germany have to have meaning, so. Jill doesn't have any meaning. It does to us. There are very few Germans have named Jill. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh no, gosh,
0: you Germans <laughs> got one accent. You're better than everybody else. No, it's uh, that is not uh, the point of the comment. Johan! okay, chill out your sure, accent. <laughs> 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 we have three prefixes. We talked about this earlier. Yeah, yeah. they have masculine, feminine, and mute. Did that neut. Did I say it right? Yeah, neuter. Yeah, neuter. Non-binary, whatever There's, you want there's to call a non-binary, very inclusive. In they were, they
6: were like the first. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, oh. yeah, 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 yeah.
1: We mm-hmm. talked about this. Yeah. You know what we also right, talked about? As long about? as this turns into a Nazi joke, I can't, I can't wait for the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> no, <they're laughs> I, I, I
2: don't, don't want to repeat, gonna
5: repeat, repeat gonna that. Like
2: we a, can't I I talk about Nazis when joke. we're drinking a Polish <laughs> beer. I yeah, I know. How fucked up is she? That's
4: That's true. How fucked up is that? An English teacher. English, not history, calm down.
2: Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. He's probably also the K- coach. Kinesiology.
0: <laughs> he teaches health. I'm sorry to all the polls.
2: But you know, we, we're tying this beer with with food in general. I, I don't know if it's just because it's dinner time or past dinner time, but I'm also feeling maybe not just smoked meats, but like like a carbonara. Ooh. Ooh. Or
6: like, like an I think H- that would go really well with this. Yeah. I am, like, dying for
2: some cheese right now, just because... It has a I thought it has a little love. bit of, a, like, a like a lactose kind of, like, taste. It doesn't have any, obviously. Not
4: lactose, but it makes you want the lactose.
2: Yeah, something like that. Oh, uh, you know, with the that
4: lactose extra fat, the extra sugar. You do
0: like, beers with lactose? No. God bless no. you, No. Oh, oh
4: sir. Like an extra fat like fettuccine with like a beautiful fatty Alfredo, bacon. And just lying, like,
0: yeah. No, just,
2: carbonara, dude, with bacon and just
4: stuff. Like, whatever just, it is, put your dick in it, man. It's just like fatty, creamy. I want your on dick it. in your
2: Italian food. Rome podcast, bud. <laughs>
4: I'm sorry. I thought we hey, were on the I thought we were on the only, we no, on no, the only tubs like, of yeah, This is not the only tubs
0: of <laughs> This is a special
2: bonus uh, for free, just so you... <laughs> I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna rate this before it gets completely out of hand at a three five. And the reason I to say three five, it's gonna be lower than the other beers that we've had from, from New Magnolia. But I, I, I really enjoy it. I don't. To me, this is this is a one-off beer. This is a beer that I'm gonna drink with my meal, and then I'm gonna to move to you know the the heights light lager i'm gonna move to the 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 hellas pills i'm I'm gonna move to those other beers as as i continue my session this isn't a complete session beer for me but for what it is i absolutely love it I, i i enjoy the the flavor of it and to me the story behind the beer affects the flavor, and I don't know whether it's right or what, whether it's wrong or what, but the fact that it has such a rich history, that it's got good stories to, to go with it, um, and that we're sitting around talking, and it sparked a whole completely conversation. Even the guy that you know says the style is abhorrent can think of <laughs> food fairings to go with it. It's, it's, it, it speaks something to the style that maybe that's why it survived because there's something elegant in it that not everybody recognizes and, and it doesn't necessarily stand alone but it complements tons of different things. Does that make sense? Yes. Without a doubt, yeah. So uh, it, that being said, I'm going to move on to somebody else. Who's next? I'll take it. Okay, never mind. Go ahead, Jake. The antagonist. The, the antagonist. So we yeah, antagonist.
4: Uh, so I'm going to... Let me, let me finish this one before I go there. I'm going to give two points for being on style. It's without a doubt. It's on style. It's there. I'm going to give it an extra 0.5 because it's better than what I expected out of style. So I'm going to give it a 2.5 in total. What? It's very crisp, very easy to drink. Would I open one of these by myself and drink one of these? Hell fucking no. I'm sorry. That's just me. But like put it with a carbonara or an alfredo or even a cremorosa like... I will, I will, without a doubt, dive into this over a fatty meal. But stand alone,
0: you can count me out.
2: So we got uh, homework but, but for Tim's style. wife. Uh, she's cooking some carbonara for us next oh, week. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna get Mandy. Mandy is actually she, she's not drinking. I invited her to come. She's like, no, I don't want to come because I'm not drinking. And so and because I because she's want not like
2: But she can yeah. do with the company, and, and you know, well, that's and, and I'll be doing she the tell dishes. Did I was gonna
4: be here? I did. Did, see, yeah, sorry. you didn't tell her that I was here, though. I love
6: Mandy. I want
4: to spend more time with her. Love her. Mariah. Are you trying to sneak in on my? Weed? No, no, I'm not. I just, love, I just love her. She's good. I love her too. Competitions enter the field. <laughs> Mariah, would you like to take the next rating?
5: I well,
1: would. I, w- I want to ask you, yeah. like, so since this beer style is so low on your on your rating system, does that affect your overall rating? Because because you just don't like the beer style in general, like. If, but if you were to say, "Hey, you know, all things remaining equal, all grades remaining equal, where would you, where would you put this one in comparison to other ones with, that you've had in the past?" Does that make sense?
4: If I was to compare it to another another Groditsky, yeah, uh, that's the extra point five. It's above all Grudzisks that I've had. Okay. So it's above everything I've had of that style. And this is, this is beer style affects your, and if y'all know me enough, I don't fluff anything. I don't salt. I don't sugar. This is just raw. I don't want to put you down. I don't want to bring you up. This is above all the other ones I've had. Um, I definitely gave it more because it, you can taste the good brewing technique. You can actually feel that in your mouth. You can taste the good brewing technique. You can taste the well-built recipe it's definitely still nothing I would ever gear towards. Uh, and I'm not against Roush beers in general. Uh, just having a light-body Roush beer to me is very not... It's not what I want.
2: You know, I don't I don't particularly like this style either, but you know what makes it good? is like, you look around, not many people can reproduce something like this. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of what people like about it is, is that, that... We, if you want something like this you have to come to New Magnolia located at 1616 Beavis Street
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice. right around from the uh the, the uh what you is were it, hired, uh, baseball sir. park
3: uh Grove Athletic Fields Perfect. TSA. Nice. so okay so
0: that lead in what are you going to
2: rate it I, I think like a like a 3 yeah Solid i don't i don't three. love it but I, again you know it's, it's special so yeah. it deserves its recognition
0: absolutely Mariah, we're gonna come back to you. I love this. I know you're still snipping. I know. Is I, this your four o of the night? I
6: think this is my four. Oh, really? yeah.
4: that's a nice. four. Nice.
6: I'm, I keep snipping the cup because it's so intoxicating to me—the smell, the taste. I love it. Um, that is cool. It, like it, it's it's amazing, and it makes me like I know it's crazy. I don't know if we it in like a ten or like a sixteen, but like.
2: Are you I, gonna say I, I love you? Like yeah, I, this, is, this
6: is like this is like I will literally continue to eat like cheese or prosciutto or
2: like meats. Yeah. a whole board or, of it. I
6: know when you when she brought yeah, the prosciutto great. in there. Oh, put some paint
5: Everybody, shadows. I think we're
2: hungry. Oh, I, <laughs> know, I
6: know, know you're <laughs> yeah. hungry. Yeah. this, this is the beer that I will tell people like, hey, you're gonna get the charcuterie board.
4: it is. Wow.
6: In. It's
4: it's phenomenal. That's huge. Oh, it's yeah. so good. you. It's so good.
6: It's so good. And I'm gonna keep this cup. Because <laughs> it to be it. So,
4: I'm gonna... so when you get pulled
0: over, James Beard. Yeah. Yes, sir. it sounds yeah. like a barbecue. It's, it's,
6: and I don't do well with smoky, because again, like, my palate has been so saturated with that liquid smoke. This, this is phenomenal. I love it. The
0: smoke uh, goes yeah. away. Yeah.
1: Nice. we got another 4.0 so all right Boris uh, I give it 375 I, I I like the beer style uh, I think it's a complex beer style to do I think it's very delicate you have to I mean you, you, the the processes in which you're you're uh, putting into the beer is uh, one of a kind in, in the city for one and um and like, there's there are a lot of there are some other Rausch beers out in the market, but I think that as far as drinkability is concerned, this is one of the ones that are uh, is super approachable. As far I mean, you're gonna you're gonna gather in the craft beer nerd, but you're also gonna gather in the the guy that wants to try something different, and you know, pairing it with foods and uh, prosciutto, I, that for me is just. Prosciutto and like a, a melon or oh, something. Yeah, mm. I was thinking, I said it. That'd be amazing. You know, yeah. and that beer, that, that'd be really good. Yeah. All
5: so.
0: Right. So, so, Shane, yeah, this, this beer is probably, probably the most conversation of the evening. <laughs> uh, and, and the most polarizing of the evening, but it's but it, it has been absolutely fun to to end on this one. So thank you for actually like choosing to end on this one yeah. because it, it it has been the most fun, man. There, there's there's a ton of conversation with it. So you as as the brewery owner, the co-founder, uh, son-in-law of the head brewer. Where does this rate? Is this is this exactly what you wanted it to come out? Can you improve this to where it gets a gold in the uh, historical beer category?
2: You did preface that this beer was a mistake.
0: Well, I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't
3: my vision. It was John's vision, and I always joke with John, like we when we went to GABF two years ago, and we're just there part just like recreationally, not because we had any beers entered. He um, we're trying beers on all these different tables, and he tries something. He's like. Oh oh that's so good and me and, and, one, and, and the other guy that we're, I was there with were like what the fuck are we drinking right? so it just speaks to a different like palate like John has a different palate it's like everybody in this hot tub has a different palate right? and how many
2: years do, is, is between you and John roughly He's 72 I'm 46 so it's a couple like a and whole generation yeah
3: it's a generation, like, yeah, it's a yeah. generation right but it's, they say
2: that you don't drink what your dad likes
3: right no but it but it's also a function of like how you start off like loving sweet or loving like salty and sweet and then as you grow older your palate changes and you just like can't taste salts and sweet. So our our palates go through an evolution of flavor and you know some people retain it because they're constantly like tuning their palate and keeping up with what's going on. Other people do things that like pollute their palates and they don't have the ability to appreciate all that stuff that's that's out there long-term and uh, and so you know what, what John likes isn't necessarily what I like but at the same time like what I like isn't necessarily what, like my, my people at the brewery like and but what it does is it gives us all an opportunity to come from a different mindset and perspective and different flavor profile and palate to to say okay where's the gap in what we have in front of us and how do we improve on that gap and how do we do better because like I said earlier every one of our beers we can do a better job at and you can change a hundred different variables on a beer and never close the gap I mean because it's just a never-ending like pursuit of perfection with these with these beer styles and you only get really close and whether and whether it's like, close to the sense of like this is what we love and we don't care what everybody else thinks or like this is what everybody else thinks and, and we're cool with that. And that's really what it boils down to with, with doing these different beers. Um, as far as this beer goes, um, <clears throat> relative to the style, I think it's one of the better, if not one of the best style best, best um grads out there in the in the in the Texas market. It's one of those beers that I don't enjoy, but when I go and I see it someplace else, I drink it. Just like Kolsch's.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Kolsch style, that Cologne German style. Let Kulch. it out.
4: Tell us about Dude, it. Tell us about it. That
3: is the that to me is the ultimate beer to go f- see what the what the who are where the big boys are and where everybody else is, and that's one of those differentiator beers for me in the craft industry, uh, because. There's a certain s- play- flavor profile that's either right or it's totally wrong Yep. and I love pursuing that beer everywhere I go and I 2014 I said colchess are one of the most underappreciated styles that exists in, in Texas and if not the country and um, we will learn to appreciate those long term and do a killer job on it. We happen to luck out with our colsh which is our dry hop colch which is our really great colch that we dry hop with mosaic and there is an 88. No, that's actually just, a Czech Pilsner.
4: No, no, that's just, it, it's called Dry Hop kolsch, right? Dry Hop kolsch. Okay, that's it's exactly called Dry what it's Hop called. It's just
3: called Dry Hop kolsch. And it is, um, it is—it that beer right there, um, there's biotransformation, and the hops actually do produce a flavor um, unique to that specific beer. And that beer actually, when we have it on, it sells out faster than anything else we have. So my point is, like, there are, all these different styles of beer that exist out there that are for everybody not everybody you know for different people but not for everybody and um, uh, we should all just continue to try them and pursue them and and take them for what they are and you know just keep enjoying the craft of what everybody else is out there doing and, and and I like that everybody here is not afraid to share their, share their thoughts and perceptions because it only makes us all better
0: in the long run. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm just looking for
2: a permanent discount at New Magnolia since I'm
0: here all the time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, Shane, thank you very much for sharing your place with us. Thank you very much for sharing your beer with us, man, and, and being willing to jump in the hot tub. This has been an incredibly fun episode. Uh, like, great beer, great conversation, great topics. Um, Andreas, Boris, Mariah, Jake, all jumping in the hot tub. This is we, we this this is a record for the most guys in the hot tub. Yeah, um, and then you know our first. Well, no, you're not the first lady. I think Mandy weighed in a couple episodes. So. You know what? I, I would want uh,
4: Mariah to get in eventually, so... Wait, wait, are you under 30? 29, baby. Oh, we got our first 20-year-old in the hot oh, tub. First 20-year-old in the hot tub. of a bitch. We
2: are we now it. hip and young. Oh. If
0: this podcast was
2: actually funny, now you know Yolo. why. YOLO. <laughs> YOLO? Is that what we say? You're YOLO. you being ratchet? ratchet. I'm being ratchet? Is that, I think that's what kids say, being ratchet. <laughs>
5: So guys, no, like so you're nurse being ratchet. ratchet, bro. You're being ratchet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> nurse? Nah, no, like, no, you're not no. cool,
2: bro. You're not. You're being ratchet. Nurse ratchet. Shout out what to a reference, phone. though. I <laughs> so, love the reference.
0: No, nurse ratchet. Find, yeah, that's find our podcast on iDiam, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, which is currently in the lead. Most people are listening to us on Apple Podcast. And look out Spotify. for us on
4: OnlyFans. Oh, yeah, look know. out. It's coming <laughs> on OnlyFans. Coming.
0: If you feel so inclined, there is a listener Supporter button. You may donate to us uh, as for as little as 99 cents a month. We are not proud. We're making a total of 8.96 a month right now, uh, living the life in the back of a hot tub in a blow-up pool. So please, please, please like and subscribe, subscribe. Excuse me. Come to New Magnolia Brewing. Taste everything that you missed out on this episode. And until next time, enjoy your hot tub beers, guys. Cheers.